0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. I am Michael Petro, and joining Martin Varro, Charles Fernandez, and myself on the show this week is actor, comedic genius, wife of previous show guest Aaron Murky, Lauren Cochran is on the show. How did we get her? Well, Aaron said at the end of his episode, you know, you guys should really speak to my wife. She's the funny in the family. And we were like, sure, can you hook us up? And Lauren said yes. So Lauren came on the show. We were like, what do you want to argue, Lauren? What's in your wheelhouse? What do you feel like shooting the shit on this week? Came up with a bunch of ideas, got the feel for what she likes to watch, some of her favorite characters, and out popped theme parks. That was the running theme in the conversation, somehow. It always goes off the rails. You know us. You listen to the show. What are we arguing about theme parks? Well, we all know there's Universal Studios, Six Flags, Disneyland, the big ones, right? You all have the rides and the worlds that are dedicated, like little pockets of a theme park. But what if the whole theme park? What if you got to build a whole theme park out of one movie or TV show? What the fuck would it be? Charles, Martin, Lauren, and me, we're going to tell you what those are. And a lot of them require waiver forms and being over the age of 18. That is all I will say this week. So that is what you're going to listen to. And th- Lauren, thank you again for coming on. You're such a champ. You're so much fun. Um, Aaron sucks. No, just kidding. Aaron, we love you too. It's great to have a family on. The family of strangers are now friends. That's a really good thing to say. To everybody who's pressed play for the first time, hang around for a couple minutes. Uh, to you new or to you old folk. Sorry, to you, to you, to you classic debaters, you OGs same old shit. Website's been scaled down, right? We all know this. I've been talking about this for a couple weeks. Maybe we'll keep it that way. Maybe we won't. We'd love to hear from you on that. If you'd like more shit on the website, or if you just want a place to subscribe and listen to the show, we'll leave it as is real debaters.ca is where you can find all that easiest place to subscribe is the real debaters.ca. It takes you everywhere on the net that you can possibly go that we are listed. Uh, if you want to support the show in other ways, you can donate or you can shop, you can shop the prop shop with all of our merch. You can throw some change that you found in the Cushions of your couch at us, one or two bucks, guys. We're not we're not talking about breaking the bank here. You throw a buck at us, it actually goes a long way because if we get 25 of those bucks, then we get to pay for something that makes the show sound better or that we, you know, to, to, to spread the word out there. Something we're paying for, you get to help out with. And by donating, you accidentally get to be like a co-executive producer. You help make the show better. So you win, we win, everybody wins. If you want to shop us, we've got t-shirts, hoodies. We've got all the normal podcast swag, but we also have like skateboards and tote bags and laundry bags. And I think shoes and cell phone covers are there. Hit the prop shop in the show notes. It'll take you there. It's the threadless.com. That's where we're, that's where we're hosting out of for our online store. Uh, Threadless makes great shit. And I have like 12 of these t-shirts because I'm a wannabe Kevin Smith where I'm like, I'll promote my shit. So I have them in almost every single color and they're cozy That the perfect T-shirt. I am a T-shirt connoisseur, so I spent, the out of all the things that we've done in the last two years, the most time I spent was trying to find the perfect fucking T-shirt. Not just, well, maybe probably just for me, but for you guys as well, too. So if you want to support the show, shop us, donate to us, or subscribe to us. Those are the three easy ways, and one of those is free. If you just subscribe, it's free, and that means the world to us. So, uh, yeah, that's about it for who we are. Give you an introduction if you've pressed play for the first time. Thank you. Uh, We do this thing here every week where we like to give a shout-out to the top 10 places that are doing heavy lifting. They're listening to us. They're talking about us. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, we're like, hey, we see you. So, going out to the top 10, San Francisco, California. Pardon what I'm about to mispronounce. Uh, Bacalode City, Province of Negros Occidental, which I believe is in Africa, which is really fucking cool. Surrey, British Columbia, Melitta, Baconia, and Niverville, Manitoba. We're hitting them. Rule pockets of our province. Rio Rancho, New Mexico, Smithers, British Columbia, Concord coming in second. Concord, North Carolina. Whoever's down there, thank you. We love you. Send us an email, debaters at gmail.com. By the way, all the spelling is R-E-E-L. For all of our brand shit to find us, just type in Real Debaters R-E-E-L. It's super easy. And drumroll, please. Nobody else is here besides me. Okay, drumroll. Winnipeg, Manitoba rounding out top one of our top ten this week, as always. Thank you to our hometown, Winnipeg. Maybe one day you'll be on this list. I know you don't give a shit, but we we do. So that's why we're saying thank you. Thank you very much for putting us where we are. We wouldn't be here without your listens, without your downloads, and without your attention. It means a lot to us. From Jimmy, from Charles, from Martin, from Mark, from Rob, from me. Who do I forget? Ian, from Ian, <laughs> from all of us here at The Real Debaters. Thank you. Very much. That is it. That is all. I give you Lauren Cochran. Stick around for the end. She gives us a little bit of a, she gives us, we interview her and ask her questions about her career and the stuff and the movie she's been in. She's been in stuff with Liam Neeson. She's been in stuff uh, with uh, Forrest Whitaker. There's some stories there for you at the end, guys. So it's not just a debate. It's, it's, it's a get to know you as well with Lauren Cochran. I'll shut up. I'll cue the reel. You enjoy the show.
1: Let's tidy up this tangle of film by putting it on a reel. Here is a motion picture film. A thousand feet, 16,000 separate photographs. Welcome, everyone.
0: To the official section of the You the truth? You can't handle the truth. Sir, you're out of order. I know what I show you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Real Debaters production. I am Michael Petro.
1: I am Charles Fernandez.
0: I am Martin Navarro. And our special guest is... Lauren Cochran. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we are, as as previously just mentioned, we're super excited. We have a previous guest's wife on. We have Aaron Markey's wife on the show. And mm. I loved when we first started that, he was like, you guys picked the wrong person. You should have just called my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Nice. W- w- yeah, exactly, right? He was like, you got the you got the wrong talent. You got the wrong end of the talent in the family. So I was like, well, sweet, maybe maybe at the end of this, if you have a good enough time, you'll pass on the good word. And lo and behold, it worked. And here is Lauren. So thank you so much for joining us, Lord.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm glad he recommended me. He's usually the tester. <laughs>
3: let you know if it's cool, so.
2: Food, you know, is this bad? He'll try it. You know. this How's welcome? this movie? He'll let me know, you know, that kind of thing. So.
0: Is he Is he your husband or your court jester?
2: Uh, both, actually. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I don't want to try this meal. Where's Where's my court jester to test yes. if it's been poisoned or not?
2: Yes, exactly. <laughs>
0: great so uh we got charles we got martin we got lauren we got me i feel like i'm gonna pick on charles first this week so why don't you start us off sir exhale what the fuck did you watch this week buddy
1: um oh man this week funny enough uh i might be one of the few that still watches hell's Kitchen. No, uh, you have a friend, indeed. Oh yes, right here. No, I'm so, not. I'm
0: not current, but I am a Hell's Kitchen fan. Uh,
1: so when the pandemic started, um, I got Prime, and one of the first things I noticed was they had every season of Hell's Kitchen. And like a crazy person, I spent the next four months watching every season of Hell's Kitchen. So uh, Claudia and I found out they had a brand new season, and we just like binged it over the week. Uh, it was great. Gordon still got it. He's still entertaining as hell. So let's um, get,
0: let's get a, a temperature of the room here. Have we all seen an episode of Hell's Kitchen over the years? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I can back up Charles here on Prime. It's the unedited version. Yeah, it is. So Great. it's all of it's the crazy. insults, <laughs> F-bombs, Gordon Ramsay unedited. So it actually takes the Fox version of Hell's Kitchen yeah. and makes it like the Playboy After Dark version of Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> yeah.
2: So there's no beeps?
0: there's no beeps nothing
1: Ooh. oh yeah and like you also get to hear all the background chatter like you realize there's times where they're already back at their stations and gordon is still talking shit and you hear all of that it's great like it's it's like a director's cut of hell's kitchen basically
0: pretty much is and i'm on a season right now where like people are fucking and getting drunk and showing up to service still in the b- I'm like this feels like when me and Martin used to yeah. work together.
2: <laughs> I, I used to be a server. that sounds pretty much normal. Yeah,
0: right? That <laughs> on Like don't show up ready to work. show up oh, yeah. half in the bag. Yeah. still smelling like last night's vodka and regret. Try to cover it from all your customers. And carry on through a hot kitchen and service oh, yeah. the remainder of the evening. And um, you always
1: have that one guy that's or that one person that's just pouring sweat on everything in <laughs>
4: <laughs> That reminds me of Iron Chef because you know Iron Chef, the old Japanese one. They the, the the chefs would just sweat into all the food and it would just add to the salt of the flavor of whatever you were eating. <laughs> yeah. That's what unagi actually is. That's the secret of Japanese umami. That is it. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it
0: here first. Umami is just the chef's sweat. (laughs) Okay so where where are you 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 said you watched the like the newest like the 2020 yeah. 2021 episode Yeah
1: so I guess... well yeah I guess like everything they went on a hiatus last year and then I guess this was the first season since pa- pandemic or whatever yeah, so yeah. um yeah and uh we finished watching it
0: last night it was uh it was a thrill ride man <laughs> What uh any any like major cuts any any major cuz i mean there's usually one like one dude or one chef is like either passing out yeah or like (laughs) heart palpitations
1: it's no it's true like that is uh that is a reoccurring thing and it's to the point now where when a new season starts me and claudia are actually like who do you think is going to go out with a medical condition (laughs) that's what it always is right it's like medical condition and it's so dramatic because it's like The hospital has said they will not continue the competition. You're like, okay, so it was them. Uh, (laughs) This year it was a guy named Drew, I think. He just got really stressed, which makes sense because it's not like a normal kitchen and everyone's always like, oh, and he was like freaking out and I think he just had like, he had a panic attack and then he just didn't want to come back, which (laughs) is probably how I would go out on that show.
0: (laughs) Why does that, maybe that just happened on four seasons ago that I watched because I'm way behind. I'm like, I'm in 2006, I think.
1: Oh, wow, yeah. No, you're you're, you're getting there, though.
0: Yeah. More <laughs> seasons to go. I think they're,
1: when they're auditioning people, there's definitely a week where they're auditioning. I hate to say it, but they're looking for the week. Or, <laughs> like, who could we pray on? Because it's insane how every season has at least one person out with a medical condition. Like,
0: there's it, always one. It's almost like... They go through their medical file after, yeah, and yeah. they're like, which one can we put <laughs> yeah. on without getting sued?
1: Yeah, or like, you guys have to get a physical. It's for the audition, people, like, you know, they're like, okay, you know, weird, but whatever. And then they find the one that they're like, well, that could be an episode. That person will definitely go out on that one. <laughs> we'll get Gordon to yell at him, and he'll have a medical condition, and that'll uh, that'll do it.
0: Do they still do the chef's table? Yeah. Yeah, they do Where they bring in like a famous person and yeah. then Gordon just oh, like yeah. sets them up for failure.
1: Yeah, and like also it's funny like they did Vegas this year and I was thinking like there should be some decent celebrity guests on there. Not that there wasn't, but a lot of it was like athletes that have been retired for like <laughs> 20 years and I'm like, well, and you can tell that like I hate to say it but like the the chefs nobody knew who they were. So they'd say the athlete's name and then you have one guy who's like
0: G- cool yeah cool
1: <laughs> and like one guy who's like our age that so would be like yeah
0: <laughs> and that would be
1: like it maybe like yeah
0: lauren what's your what's your experience with hell's kitchen is because i know me and shauna love to watch food shows do you and aaron are you a food show yeah.
2: we used to watch chopped a lot
0: ah it's a great show um
2: and then oh, what was the other one where they would get like a weird challenge where like halfway through they'd have to like cook with like a lighter or like with their arm tied behind. A throat back. kitchen. Yeah, we watched that too. <laughs> um, and then the other Gordon Ramsay one, but like the original one in in the UK when he would go to like rest like the restaurant makeover one where he would.
1: Kitchen like, nightmare.
2: It's like, you know, like they're they're making fish and chips, but it's like they haven't changed the oil since 1978. You know, like it's <laughs> it's part of the flavor, and they're they're really mad that he's changing it. And it's like you know, it, there's a lot of a lot of c words thrown out there because you know <laughs> it's
1: England, it's yeah. England. It's, the UK is a different kind mm-hmm. of beautiful in terms yeah. of their cursing and everything. It's really yeah. nice. Yeah, they take yeah. everything
0: to eleven. <laughs> yeah, they
1: really doing. <laughs> Gordon's in his element there, right? So. Yeah.
2: yeah so yeah, so yeah, we used to watch, we used to watch that a lot. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I worked in a, in a restaurant. So it's like, I'd always look for like, oh, that's like, because we used to have a manager that we called Coquette Anthony. <laughs> 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 yeah.
3: That's awesome. Yeah,
2: so we had that. And then I actually had another manager at another restaurant we called Coquette Daryl. And he would like <laughs> go in, he would go in the bathroom and then like come out. We always wore um, black aprons. It was like a very fancy uh, breakfast place in Toronto. And he'd come out and we'd be like, uh, what's uh, on your apron? He's like, oh, it's powdered sugar, it's powdered sugar, powdered sugar, powdered sugar from <laughs> the, uh from the uh, uh, from the, uh, from the, uh, from the French toast. Yep, yeah, It's powdered sugar. And we're like, nobody has ordered powdered, like French toast today, dude. Like, <laughs> so, It's yeah. kind
1: of scary that a lot of restaurants have a Cokehead Daryl or a Cokehead
2: Anthony. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think it's pretty common actually. I worked a lot of breakfast places, and that's a whole other like subculture of restaurant life because you have people coming in who have to open at seven in the morning, and they have worked at their other restaurant job the night before. So the things they have to do to carry on is a <laughs> <Like, laughs> little
4: energy boost.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: by doing more powdered sugar.
2: Yeah, lots of powdered sugar. There's a lot of French toast and waffles. <laughs> I serve them up. <laughs>
0: Martin, are you watching any food shows right now in rotation at all? Uh, no, um, I,
4: I don't really watch food shows. I I, I don't know. I, I used to watch. I, I watched the old Iron Chefs. That's what I used to watch. Um, yeah, I used The we, Japanese ones. But you've,
0: We've um, jumped out on those before, too.
4: Yeah. And I've I've seen Hell's Kitchen. I used to watch, like, not recently, but I guess when it first came out, it was just something that was different, something cool. And seeing this guy just swear and yell in the middle of a restaurant was very entertaining, like, the first few yeah. seasons. So um the... But I worked in restaurants too. Like we've worked in restaurants. Yeah, I think we've all so we definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I think, think it should be a
2: requirement. To be honest with you, I think it teaches people to not be assholes Dicks. everywhere yeah. they go. Yeah.
4: And proper tipping.
2: Yes, absolutely.
4: <laughs> and why? And
3: why?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: exactly. I couldn't agree with you more, Lauren. I think it should be a prerequisite prereq- for mm-hmm. like. I think you should do that instead of going to university. <laughs> Travel. You know yeah. how
4: like some countries in Europe have those um what do you call them? they have like mandatory military service? Yeah. Canada have like mandatory restaurant service for like one year <laughs> in college.
2: Food service or I'll even give you customer service, but some type of dealing with the public in a mm-hmm. closer yeah. setting I think is important.
3: Yep.
0: Lauren, um, can you just turn your mic up a little
2: bit? Absolutely. I think I did.
0: These these deep voices that me and Charles have, I don't oh. want to don't want to overtake you on the. On... Let me see. Mm-hmm.
4: I like how you just said me and Charles have deep voices. Martin definitely has a high-pitched voice. When Wait, he gets excited, he is. sounds like a child. I to talk like
2: this for the rest of the interview. I just don't know. Actually, that's,
1: that's perfect. Your mic's perfect that's now. Great, yeah. Right? Dro- drop an off.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a very dead pad comedian. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Exactly. All right. Is that better? Did I do it?
2: Yes. That's
0: okay. way better. Okay, good. All right. No, I, I wasn't implying that Martin didn't have a deep voice. I was just saying that the are in the room, so combined with dual microphones.
1: Because otherwise Martin has the deepest
0: voice. I listen to Martin's voice before I go to bed every night. He doesn't know I have a recording of him. <laughs> uh, it is like Morgan Freeman. It is a warm glass of milk into my ears. <laughs>
3: love it. That's great.
0: That's oh, shit. Okay, so um, new season of Hell's Kitchen. For yeah. anybody out there who's a big foodie, likes watching food shows if you're uh, how many uh, it's my show i can say it how many cunts out of five would you give it
3: (laughs) that's
1: a good one uh this season you know what it had some good twists and stuff i'll give it a four out of five cunts i love it yeah can't say cunt (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: gordon would be proud he would be and you know he's such a sweet guy too. that's like the surprising thing i watched his daughter's TikTok. Yeah. And she did this trick where she was, like, trying to put an egg into a bottle. Oh, and she totally got him with that. And she did, like, a sleight of hand where she put the egg into the other hand, and then when she pulled her hand away, Gordon looked inside the bottle and didn't see that the egg was coming, and she smashed it on his head yeah. and I then sprayed it. the bottle of yeah. water into his face and just ran out of the room. Yeah, it was great. And I'm like, that kind of, like, you know that he's putting on the Ritz in the show yeah. just to create an environment of stress to excel in. Oh, yeah. He's like that dude from uh, Whiplash, J.K. Simmons. character.
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not quite my tempo. He just keeps yelling that at everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Bucket! Not quite my tempo.
0: Not quite my tempo. Yeah. Not quite my tempo. Yeah. <laughs> quite my tempo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the best scene in the whole movie. Are you dragging? <laughs> <laughs> so four out of five cunts. Okay, yep. great. Awesome. Uh, now that you've watched it, if <laughs> you were to watch it again, how would you watch it? Would you... <laughs>
1: so uh funny enough so when it got to so that was season 19 Mm -hmm. of hell's kitchen the latest one so on prime when you get to like season eight of this shit, you're basically like hey i'm gonna skip these episodes because they're always bad um so it got to a point where i'd always watch the first episode of the new of a season because that's always like they cook their signature dishes and he just destroys all of them it's so good Uh, And then I would usually skip right to the season finale, because at that point, I'm like, I don't give a shit about all the other stuff. Who are the two chefs? Let's see that go down. So if I were to watch it again, I honestly would probably do the exact same thing. I'd watch the first episode, because it's great. He, uh, He destroys some really good ones and whatnot. And then I would just go right to the last two episodes. The last two episodes, he did like a double like twist thing uh, i think you got to go to
0: like restaurant wars when they do the restaurant wars and then they go into yeah. like final showdown yeah
1: yeah yeah that's
0: yeah. kind of where yeah the
1: restaurant wars that's a good one too because they yeah. get to set up their own yeah. menu yeah, 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 the yeah environment and all that you can yeah. tell how much
0: restaurant should i watch by <laughs> yeah. knowing that every season of every show competition or not has a restaurant war. yeah like it's just the thing to do all right, cool. I dig it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go from 2007 to 2021. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. Nothing will change except the amount of cunt words that, are cunt words. That's a new thing. Um,
2: the rise of their pants. That would. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, rise. Timing,
0: your timing is just perfect, Lauren. Uh <laughs> Let's see here. I'll close this out. So let's, uh, Martin, you go next. What'd you, what'd you consume this week?
4: Uh, I just actually just started last night what i want to talk about um it's netflix released a new animated series called trece which is um it's it's basically it's an animated series based on filipino um horror and folklore so yeah it's pretty cool it's the animation i it's similar to like castlevania or invincible kind of like that 90s style kind of animation um and it's very violent very good um I'm only like four episodes in, but it's, it's so far really interesting. So each, each episode kind of tackles a different, um, part of Filipino mythology. Um, and if I'm going to pick something that it's similar to, it's kind of similar to a John Constantine, the main character. So oh. she's like a paranormal investigator that works with the police and she kind of deals with all these different, um, supernatural elements in the, like the Manila underworld. So I think it's just cool to see, cause as being a Filipino, um, just cool seeing like something like this come out in the forefront of Netflix because um, the Philippines really doesn't get a lot in terms of that um, and the cast is 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 mostly Filipino I think one of the biggest names on the show who's not Filipino but it's Lou Diamond Phillips has a small part in it as well nice, um, nice. That's cool yeah so if you I think if you like like I think Mike you started watching Castlevania right so if you like Castlevania you'll probably like this series as well you've already sold me on
0: another culture's lore and history like I love learning about mm-hmm. what different cultures have in mm-hmm. in terms of like you know the boogeyman right or, yeah or like some sort of folklore or some sort of like you know Roald doll esque like not Roald Dahl he wrote Mortimer be quiet no did he I'm confusing my my childhood authors. <laughs> I'm, I, I like that is what I'm trying to get yeah at. so like what are some of the things that they like what are some of the uh, paranormal situations or whatnot that
4: kind so without of- giving too much away, but like one of the one of the popular things in in and something that they bring up in the first episode is like there's like a a spirit that's all in white, and it's usually a female um that they bring up, and it's like a vengeful spirit. So there's something that happened to her in the past that she still sticks around and wreaks havoc on the world sort of deal. But similar like that, like that that's the thing that I like to hear. But the one thing that I like about this series is, you know, I'm just hearing all the things I heard as a child from my parents and my cousins of all the different monsters that would get you in the Philippines if you're not behaving. So Stories that they tell you to kind of make you behave. So it's it's cool seeing those things again. So, yeah, Yeah.
0: (laughs) that's fucking cool that, like, the shit that you used to come up with in your head is now something that someone else is
4: And Philippines, like Filipinas are very superstitious people um so like when you go to the philippines and you go to the like the countryside especially like all those stories you hear just kind of freak you out like oh my gosh this is where all those stories are born in these in like the jungles of of the philippines and stuff like that so yeah it's pretty pretty
1: that's so cool i dig uh, that <laughs> netflix is
0: is taking that because i mean you could run with that yeah you can go to any culture in the world mm-hmm. and find that stuff and use animation because anime do you think animation's the route to go or would it be good as live action
4: I think they, they did good with animation, just because, I mean, it's a lot cheaper to, to, to film, too, and you can just, you, I mean, you could show more, I think, with animation. There's a lot more you can get away with animation than you could with live action. Like, I mean, we were talking about Invincible the other week. There's there's scenes that are just hard to get away from in live action in that cartoon that, that you can get away with, sort of, with, with an animated version of it, so.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think also, too, even probably as a creator, they have more freedom. They don't have to worry about asking permission because with animation, there's kind of like that. Like what you were saying, Martin, you can get away with stuff more. Like, Invincible, right? Like, you want to drive a train through someone, you can do that with animation, doing live action. You know how many people have to okay that shit? I don't even think
0: it's the okay. I think everybody would be okay. I think it's just the money.
1: Yeah, well, that's obviously a huge thing, but for like, sure, for sure.
0: Like, how do you do this with less money is yeah. always their concern. For sure. Lauren can definitely back us up on that oh, one. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, money is always the first. Like, that's I think that's always the first question, in anything. But,
0: it's, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, so what would this look like? Half the price. Just <laughs> let's play with that for a second. Uh, okay. So I, I don't uh, – what would you – where, where where are you at right now with it are you how many episodes i'm just at
4: episode three four i think four or five i'm like maybe midway through i'm not sure how many episodes i'm assuming since it's a netflix production probably uh 10 episodes a season they're about 30 minutes each episode so not not a huge investment if you wanted to watch um i guess the first season
0: are they doing weekly release no it's all released all at once okay so, are you, gonna, so are you, you can gonna binge ch- it you can binge it are you yeah. gonna go through it the rest of the weekend or are you gonna kind of
4: um i probably will i don't know it depends um most likely if if, depending on the weather if weather's nice in vancouver i'll probably not (laughs) but if it's raining i probably will
0: nice that's that right now with everybody going through COVID, it's like is it a nice day outside take advantage of it yeah Yeah. for sure you know you can like netflix will always be there they've been there for us for 15 months (laughs) they will be there for us when we return uh lauren do you because i know charles and me and martin have all talked about invincible to death we're actually trying (laughs) to plan a all cast live action fan casting of invincible cool. so we want to take who the director would be who we think would play them in live action what studio would do it what um who would do the soundtrack who would produce it like just really reshape it do you appreciate animation in your personal life i know because we're, we're, we're going to talk about what you and the two-year-old watched but yes
2: like, <laughs> a lot more animation nowadays
0: <laughs> did you like it before
2: Yes, I did. I mean, I was um, like I loved a lot of stuff when I was a kid, but it was kind of like, you know, the standard, like when you say like, oh, I love like, you know, DuckTales or, you know, like Darkwing Duck or, you know, Ninja Turtles, all that stuff when I was little. And then and then I just kind of anyway, whatever was on as I kind of got older and then I kind of got into it again when I actually really started getting into acting because there's a lot, especially if you're in Vancouver, there's a lot of uh, voiceover work. So then there's a lot of really neat projects and stuff. So you kind of start watching more animation to kind of feel the like, okay, that's how they're, you know, inflecting some character into it without using any part of their body other than their voice. So yeah, I wouldn't say I'm, a, I'm an animation nerd or even an expert at all, but I uh, I enjoy it. I, I, I do like, and I, I the one you were talking about sounds really neat. I might actually check that out because... I like it when there's something to it. Like there's something interesting about it. It's not just like existing. The... Of course, most of the stuff I'm watching right now is existing. It's just, like, <laughs> two it's... and three and four. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, Martin, what would you, what would you rate this? We're going to, Steve had a good point the other day. We did a, we did a commentary that's going to be coming out and uh, we did it on Bubba Hotep.
1: Ugh, classic.
0: So that was a lot of Elvis talk, a lot of bad Elvis impersonations by maybe me. But um, (laughs) that will come later. But uh, so we're going to increase the five to the ten because five is too limiting. So,
4: like, what out of ten? I give it eight cheeseburgers out of ten, Michael.
0: Hey, Thank you. You know how to speak my language. (laughs) Eight
4: double double cheeseburgers that you sneak into a theater out of ten.
0: (laughs) Lauren, I don't I support movies. I don't support movies theater concessions. So Mm. I will uh, I'll bring in eight cheeseburgers. Aaron and
2: I brought a whole Chinese dinner into a movie once.
0: Fuck you. <laughs> yeah.
2: I used to have this purse that we called the Narnia purse because you could fit so much stuff into it and it didn't look like you could.
1: It's <laughs> awesome.
2: Yeah. she. she oh, you've... She's left us now, unfortunately, but I, I, once I go to the States again, I got it at Target. So I'm going to try to find a Narnia too.
0: <laughs> Buy me one. Cause I don't think anybody <laughs> yeah. has balls to call me out for carrying a handbag.
2: Yeah. No, it was great. Like we, yeah, like a taco dinner, a a full Chinese dinner. Oh yeah. It was great.
0: Like, what do you do as a, as an employee when like, like someone's in the middle of their dinner? Like it's not just snacks you smuggled in, like Mm -hmm. you're eating egg foo young and Mm -hmm. deep fried veal and whatever. And like, I I wouldn't walk over to you and be like, excuse me, stop eating your dinner. I would congratulate you and be like, well done. I didn't see that coming. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I've never had anybody say anything to me I worked in a movie theater when I was in high school and I never said anything to anybody. Like yeah. guys would be like cracking Corona. Like you'd hear the bottle of beer roll down <laughs> yeah, and like smash into stuff. And I was just like, you know what? It's I don't get paid enough to deal with this. Like, just yeah. please don't barf and make me clean it up. That's all I care. Yeah. About.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Keep it within the parameters of what my minimum <laughs> wage consists of. Let's not.
1: Exactly. Also we're that age now and I do it. Yeah, and I get it. <laughs> and I'll throw
0: my McDonald's bag out after, like in front of oh, people. I always I take, my,
1: I take my stuff out always. Like, it's great. And you'll know people after be like, holy shit. Like, one time, yeah, we had like these full on huge meatball subs. And I'm pretty sure the usher saw us and literally did one of those, like, look just fast and kept mm-hmm. <laughs> And it was like, oh. thank you, sir. Because, yeah, like, that's just going to cause an issue for. It's going to be a bigger deal than it needs to be. Just let mm-hmm. me finish eating, and then nothing happens. Yeah,
0: give me right. – g- appreciate that I got past your yeah. one check stop. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. All right. Right. I dig it. All right, well, I will let Lauren go last year, so I will get mine out of the way. I'm surprised neither of you gentlemen – have said anything about this. Oh, yet
4: because- I, got it. oh I thought because I thought you were going to bring it up. So I thought I was going to bring it
0: up, right? <laughs> I was gonna, well, let's see if I'm what we're all thinking is correct. Do yeah. we have do we have a shared Loki brain here? Yes. That's okay. I'm yes. Thinking, yeah. All right. So I'm going to go, I'm going to try not to spoil Loki because it is only three days old. Mm-hmm. Um, here's what I'll say about Loki. Uh, Lauren, did you watch WandaVision at all? I
2: did watch the
0: whole thing. Nice. WandaVision on steroids then. Oh. So great. what. It, what they are doing is they're taking the same stories that they put into Wanda with regret, with heartbreak, with grieving and loss and all of those stories. Now they're looking at Loki with changing his ways, mm-hmm. making him a better person, seeing the error of what he's done. And they just put it into sixth gear in the first episode. There's so much heartbreak yeah. in the last 10 minutes of the episode that you're just like oh, where are we going in six episodes like five episodes from here and so all of the the, the little kooky things that one division brought and the questions we were all asking and not knowing where it was going and then when it landed there you were like oh this is a lesson in storytelling that is where loki is in episode 1 mm-hmm. the humor is amazing yeah it's great it Lo- is really good loki has always been a character that i've been like give me more mm-hmm dig into this man find out who he is because not only is he a great actor hendleston oh yeah um, and we can pronounce his name under like you know baby boy cabbage patch but like (laughs) uh benedict cumberback for any of you who don't know what i'm talking about uh but uh he's, he's just you see things like they get past the arrogance they get past the godliness and then they start to dig into the human and owen wilson i'm just waiting for it i hope one of those writers was just like, He's... just give him one. Wow. Just give yeah. him one. That's all I want. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll be happy. But, um, it's
2: is it a spoiler. If you tell me who he plays in Loki,
0: no, it's not a spoiler at all. So we open with what everybody has assumed, which is it picks up right where Loki disappears with the Tesseract in end game or Avengers one, depending on how you look. Well, end game, uh, so much timeline mm-hmm. so that's where it picks up but then the time variance association the tva yes um intercepts him and it's very adjustment bureau with matt damon and emily blunt where there is a timeline and that okay. timeline when interrupted they're alluding to the fact and they've already said show writer and feige daddy kevin that um this will explain multiverse yes not only do they use the word multiverse five times in the opening, <laughs> yeah, but it will also tie in some Wandavision stuff. Like, there's a lot here, and uh, it. I don't want to give you all the big bullet points that start to show where the show's going because those are really great when they're revealed. As many as in there are, I every single one of them is important. Uh, but Owen Wilson plays a time variant agent. Okay, and he believes that Loki is the key to something. Okay and loki has to get past loki's problems to start to see that and at the end of episode one is where you start to see that relationship grow but owen wilson steals the show there's like an there's an interview scene where like he's kind of trying to counsel him and ask him questions and you're just like so enamored by wilson's performance because the way he's talking to a god of mischief that you've come to know yeah it's shot in this, it's like David Fincher got a hold of it because it's all green, like the hues and the color scheme are all green in some way. Yeah, yeah. He even's like, he's like, that's 5,000 year old Asgardian leather. Get your hands off of it. Yeah, like yeah. there's just the this like sassiness of Loki that wasn't there in the movies. Um,
1: well, and also what we're forgetting is that it's the Loki from, 20, from Avengers 1. Yes. And Loki in Avengers 1 is very cocky, very God, God, God. Whereas by Endgame, He's not so much like that because of all that shit he's gone through.
0: I cried. But we don't have that Loki, right? I we... cried three times in seven minutes.
1: Yeah, right, right. But we don't have that Loki. That's That Loki in, in from Avengers 1 is still the asshole. So it's so funny how he is the asshole still right away. The
0: Loki we all have is the Loki we left in Infinity War. Yeah, yeah. That Loki has still yet to meet that Loki. Right. And you are watching Loki learn who Loki is. Right. It's a lesson in self-discovery.
1: I think what the coolest, most exciting thing is between WandaVision and this is that Marvel is definitely deeping, like, or it's dipping the deepest it ever has in lore. Yes. Of, like, things beyond our understanding and how the universe is so little and it, or we're so little and insignificant. So that's really cool. And they're doing what I think they do for something that's at a phase four, which is like, go nuts. Give us something that. We've never seen before, and it's like right in between Doctor Strange 2 and what they're building up to. It's like multiverse for sure, and what better way to introduce the X-Men than have a multiverse timeline where they already exist?
0: The one thing I will tell you is do we all remember Jurassic Park when they sit down and they go through that roller coaster ride and we meet Mr. DNA?
3: Oh, yeah. Mr. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Auto DNA. Yeah.
0: Okay, so there's a clock that is 100% a ripoff, of mr dna oh yeah totally. explaining the yeah. time variance association so you get some backstory as yeah. to why these guys exist and it's 100 like boom with the insertion of fra- frog female dna we have a baby dinosaur yeah <laughs> that's 100 what that whole scene is which is great because it's how they speed up time and i mean time is they're going to they're this is a time heist like paul red has never seen. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like yeah. I strongly and you make a really good point about the lore thing. I think they've realized that they were catering to a group of pimple-faced oily-skinned nerds for so <laughs> long that they forgot about the ability that some of these pimple-faced nerds had to get girlfriends and wives and whatnot. So they are writing these shows for everybody, everybody now. Yeah. They're not just writing them for your comic book nerd demographic yeah. archetype they're going let's talk about all of these feelings that don't make great sense in comic books but when you dive deeper they do
1: well and also as one of those pimple face nerds that like has you're very clear forever, today your complexion this... is <laughs> the, like this where it's going it's cool to be just like everybody else's a fan. Like, because i have no idea like this is shit i don't know yeah i don't remember the tva when i was reading comics like i didn't get to that point I was still just spider-man in new york you know like that was where my depth went in terms of like so this is new to me as well so what i love is i get to i get to just learn and be like you know my nerd levels are zero at this point or one because i'm just learning the same way everybody else is and it's just cool to still just make theories and stuff because i you know it's going to all come together like at this point they don't just do stuff to be like, let's see what happens. You know, like they have it's a too plan. too expensive to right? just be
0: like, whatever so, comes out, we'll deal with
1: Exactly, right? So, But it's cool. I, I'm excited because obviously up until now, there's always been like, oh, yeah, in the comic this happened, so I hope they do this. And they would, and it'd be cool fan shout out. And now I'm like, I have no fucking idea, man. Like, I have no idea where this is going, and I love it. Like, I'm just excited to see it unravel
0: uh martin and lauren any uh questions about anything else you might want to know or be spoiled on because i will reveal them as needed
2: is it shot the same with like the the, like wandavision had such we watched a couple of episodes like back to like in in a row like the same one in a row because just watching the the minute attention to detail of like you know the set pieces even the lighting even the like angles like all of that stuff especially when they were jumping through like genres of
0: so it comes what we're getting with this is what they did with the genres of the tv show they're going to do with time so you're going to see different eras like they've, wow. they've already released this stuff it's been on instagram so it's not anything that's like strict to the plot but in 1971 <laughs> loki was also db cooper
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: And Stevie Cooper being the famous guy who hijacked a plane, disappeared with a bunch of cash, and nobody ever saw him again. So they're blending in some conspiracy theory that's true to life. That's one example. Another example would be that with you can see it in the title sequence and you can already see it starting to happen. Like there's a time caller that they can put you into a loop. So if you try to do anything, they just click a button and it sets you right back to where you were so their gadgets are even based in time so what they'll take from the 60s 70s 80s and 90s that they did with wandavision they will do in eras of time i can see it happening so you're gonna get what you're talking about where the little minute details the easter eggs they've already like agent carter's in the background in one shot she's faded out but she's there yeah so and it's just like it's a whiff
1: and it's uh it's smart too because i i can see it already kind of tying to the eternals Because the eternals are beings that have existed over time. Right this thing,
0: because of the when you get the timeline explanation, I want you all to be surprised because it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. You'll go, All right, this is the laying of the land Mm -hmm. for the Spideyverse, for the multiverse, for for the multiverse of Madness, for anything That's IP related that they can't figure out how to retcon or script in properly. (laughs) Right. Or they just want to bring in the X-Men. It's perfect to find the X-Men in a multiverse timeline and then all of a sudden need their help and boom, everybody's happy. Yeah. So uh, out of 10, I give it like 9 out of 10 Infinity Stones. (laughs) <laughs> i give it five nine out of ten infinity stones what is that 45 stones <laughs> um that doesn't even make m- math right but uh no so and i know you're all gonna watch it like if you loved wandavision lauren you're gonna watch it and i know yeah, yeah you like, will. Like, so. just for
1: his performance alone it's worth it like if you like loki there's that's it that's your reason to watch it because you're getting it the, and it's admit at his best the
0: best line in it so far is when they ask him to plead guilty for his time crimes and he goes <laughs> the robot stuff he goes madam a god does not plead and you're just like that's that's Loki. Like he just yeah. will not forget yeah. that he's a fucking god. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, check it, t- 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 check check it the fuck out because it's and it's Wednesday. It's not waiting till Friday, yeah, it's right? It's nice midweek have fun. Mm-hmm. You know. but uh, all right. We're gonna let our special guest close this off because she's got twofer for us. So we're gonna give her the, the big chunk of the time that's here because right. like you know what? Some people have told me about kids shows le- recently, and I've been like. I might check that out if I was under the <laughs> influence. So uh, so Lauren, <laughs> let's, let's go with what you and your child have been watching first for everybody out there. Because I hope we've got people who have kids. At least we have some responsible listeners. Um,
2: <laughs> well, yeah, like we she has watched way more television than we had ever anticipated but you know pandemic. Yeah. sorry mental, no. mental health is required so they she's yeah. gonna watch more so we do we do try to give her like educational shows but then there are some that are just for fun and so she watches a few she um she does like paw patrol i mean any any kid does but i think she gets like bored with it because she started watching show like she's gonna be three at the end of august and she actually has a pretty good attention span so she can watch shows that have a bit more of a plot to them than most little kids can like she can watch a whole pixar movie like straight through and a lot of kids her age can't at all yeah so um but so she, yeah she watches paw patrol another one she really likes is is called chip and potato
4: (laughs) that sounds awesome
2: (laughs) yeah and it's and and uh yeah so this one is uh a little a little pug it's a family of pugs and they live in this like animal universe and uh so her name's chip and she has a little stuffed animal that everyone thinks is a stuffed animal but it's actually a real mouse and her name is potato and she wears a little pink hoodie and when she wants to hide she goes hoodie up potato and so potato like hoodies up and then hides away um but i like it because there's a lot of like really subtle things in the background too for parents um where there's a lot of inclusivity and like she has neighbors that are just gay zebra dads with a little baby and there's no mention of like and these are two men that are married it's just like they're there it's their dad just, and that's it and moving on and yeah and then she has a best friend who's a panda and he doesn't listen and he falls out of the tree and breaks his panda arm and his mom's name is amanda panda like it's just
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> like that yeah. it's just cute it's fun um and then she also she we got her to watch uh she the new she which has been really fun for me too to watch
0: yeah that's the kind of thing where you're not forced to sit there and be like when's this shit over
2: no i mean sometimes it's a little scary like she'll just go i don't i don't like scorpia is is a bad character and she's like i don't like the pinchy princess and we're like okay like you know so because she's got big like claw arms yeah, yeah. um but yeah that one's cool too and same thing they did a lot of revamping of it like Bo is now i'm i think well he's dark skinned so i'm assuming he's black but um and he has two dads and like glitter uh glimmer sorry is uh much more badonkadonk now and like different body types and there's a lot of more like there's just a lot more appreciation of not just like this one girl in slinky clothes like she's yeah actually like your typical
0: badass. comic book yeah. like, hot bodied cartoon character yeah, yeah. no she's
2: oh. not like that she's i mean she's not i wouldn't say i don't know i don't get the habit of rating the looks of <laughs> girl characters in movies but, um, but your book but and she, let us know what you rated but she's but she's strong and she's powerful and she cares and she's learning and so they show that so I like I like her seeing that stuff so.
0: that's that, and you know what I think that's key to children's programming now because before it was just like here's some here's some gummy bears here's some ducktail mm-hmm. like it's a story but there's no substance right there's right. there's there's potato but there's no meat so to speak right and it's nice to see that animation is choosing because it is the one thing that parents put their kids in front of the most right so if you're going to put that stuff in i mean that's that's a great initiative
2: Mm -hmm. yeah and the other one the other one she watches is a new one is called um cupcake and dino general services and it's a cupcake and a dinosaur that are brothers and they work in general service jobs (laughs) and it's it's very funny like it's kind of got a bit of the humor of like adventure time but not as like out there so like kids can kind of follow it a bit more and the theme song is hilarious. And she just wants to listen to the theme song over and over again. So if you if you want something silly and fun, you could probably watch that and is, enjoy yourself.
4: Is that on Netflix? Yeah. I'm going to add it to my list now because I love yep. Adventure Time. Adventure Time's great.
2: Yeah, like I, you can just, like Aaron and I both watch, like there's a bit of, like silly things in there like you know where there's just like a butt like in the background like waving <laughs> in the background like you just giggle like just silly things so that's great that yeah <laughs> um mark little is one of the voices on it like oh, the nice. so yeah it's very funny very very funny
0: that's awesome <laughs> i i don't i mean i don't dip into the netflix children stuff um just for i don't want to fuck up my algorithm but mm-hmm. not that it's already fucked up <laughs> enough <laughs> I but just, you can
2: go in the kids section. Like they have a kids section, so you can mess around in that algorithm, and it doesn't. Yeah, section. it's like
0: a profile. Oh, like, okay. You can Just have
1: a kids profile so that.
0: I just don't want Shauna to go in and be like, "Why are you watching Paw Patrol?" Like, I just don't need that in my life. So, you know, like, why? What's the problem?
1: Yeah. They got me through a hard time. Okay?
0: Yeah. You were at the farm. I was alone. I needed some consoling. They're dog
1: cops. Just leave me alone. <laughs> but,
0: needed to feel safe in my home. Uh, but okay, cool, good to know. Because I've I've heard there's some funny. Funny stuff in there
2: yeah um, there's a few on netflix actually especially for like the six to 11 year olds there's a lot of really funny ones like harvey girls is really funny and i she my daughter's still a little too young for that but sometimes i'll like oh let's check it out and then you can tell she's just like this is over her head but i know she'll be into it and give it like two years and yeah
1: yeah i watched uh they have a captain underpants <laughs> uh, i loved the books when i was a kid and they have, like, a show and, like, a like couple of movies and stuff. My nephew loved it, and I watched a couple of them. And, yeah, like, you know, the whole idea of Captain Underpants is so ridiculous. The show's hilarious. Like, Well, really
0: funny. speaking of, like, kids and parents sharing an animation, this this Cuphead thing that's yeah, happening that's yes. like coming in. Oh, So is Cuphead a video game and a show?
1: Yeah, so I think it started as a video game, and now Netflix is developing it into a show.
0: It's a reality show. Is it
1: a reality show?
0: Well, because the game is more or less, like, passing levels. Yeah, I've seen the yeah. game. The game is set in like 19. It, like, it looks like Walter Disney made the game. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, like the teacup. This uh, this is it, it, it's it's looking like what you're saying, Lauren, is that there might be a emergence, an emergence, not a reemergence, an emergence mm-hmm. of that old uh, Warner Brothers Looney Tunes, adult humor laced with understandable sequences that kids can laugh at. So yes. both involved can like it looks like Netflix is kind of making that.
1: Yeah. well the animaniacs are back they have a Mm -hmm. new i think they brought the show back with like new episodes and everything and i think they got the original voice cast back but yeah like i think they are kind of exactly what you guys are saying is they're trying to bring it so that parents have something to look forward to as well as the kids have something to like rediscover yeah kind of thing like that like kind of how they're bringing back masters of the universe yeah and stuff like that right it's like very much to the parents, but also kids can discover it with their parents and like, why not? That's that's
0: awesome. Low hanging low hanging Prince Adam fruit, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Just low hanging balls are low. That's battle um. with balls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's graduate up to what you and Aaron or what you watch, uh, that does not have dinosaurs in general service. No.
2: Um right now, uh, we've actually just we're up to date now we've caught up completely for handmaid's tale
3: nice.
2: and nice. that was intense i had to stop watching it oh. when my daughter was a little baby because it was giving me like crazy mom stress like i had to just be like i need to rest when i'm sleeping and not think of like my daughter being taken from my arms i need <laughs> to and <laughs> we... i still feel that way but i just feel a little more with it in the mom department now <laughs> that you, i can
0: did you, did you get to a fight with aaron and be like i'm not of aaron okay
2: yes okay <laughs> Um,
0: I, i'm caught up to actually maybe i'm not caught up was it i watched the episode Sorry to cut you off go you go no, ahead and i'll tell you where i am
2: no no go ahead it's yeah it's just we we i stopped mid because it's in season four right now i yes. stopped at the vi- like i think two episodes in of season three so i couldn't watch anymore i had to take a break i yeah. kind of got my sister just to tell me some spoilers because i'm like i need to know what happens but i can't like see it because i can't have that like postpartum oh, totally. anxiety amped up so i was like you know what i just need a break and then now, yeah, we started watching it again. And so now we're, it, it comes out, I think on Wednesdays. So we just watched these, the episode nine.
0: Okay. I need to watch eight. So where I ended was uh, her
2: mm-hmm.
0: screaming
2: mm-hmm.
0: at her. Uh, Serena. Serena, screaming. Thank you. Screaming at Serena. And like Shauna just shot up out of her chair and she was like, oh, this is the best shit ever. It like is. that <laughs> performance in Elizabeth Mont. like you guys, I mean, to, to kind of give you a catch up. Without ruining the season, if you ever want to watch it, it's at the point where a captor, Serena, is now captured, like she's been mm-hmm. captured, and Elizabeth Moss, the Handmaid, is freed. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, roles have reversed. Nice. Seven and Elizabeth... seven years in her time, oh, wow. okay, of oh, wow. rape, torture, mistreatment, yeah. abuse, finally now rescued, safe, and able to say her opinion. And there, I lauren can back me up on this i don't know if there's ever been another performance where rage and anger has been conveyed mm-hmm. so freakishly well she is an un- unbelievable
1: like she's Act so actress, talented, yeah. that actress she's amazing. well and also
2: like the flip i don't know if you caught it but they did it in like the previously on and show which i find if you they're actually that's such an important part of the show to watch even if you've watched all of them because they kind of give you little like blips about what to watch for in this episode. I've noticed that from kids watching it. Like, and they did this scene where that same, like when she's like, do you understand me? And like screams that at her. Serena screamed that at her. I think it was like season one or season two and threw her on the ground and like got in her face and Larisa, was like spitting venom at her about like how you, you you we own you now basically is what she's saying like do you understand me and then when it flips it's just so vindicating and powerful and intense and amazing
1: i haven't even seen like i haven't seen this but just you describing it it gave me chills just because of i know how good of an actress she is and i just know that it's probably such a powerful moment like to watch so mm-hmm. yeah i know uh my girlfriend is obsessed with it and i know it's amazing i just like i have to give it the time to to get into but yeah like it sounds it sounds unreal
2: well it's like all series where it's like I find around episode two or three of each season kind of dips a bit and then you're like all right I'm kind of looking at my phone and then something will happen at the end of like episode three or the beginning of episode four and you're like what and then you have to like be locked on locked in again um and if you like that speech of her um screaming at Serena then I think it's the next episode where she testifies
0: oh yeah yeah yeah
2: and it's one shot it's probably the longest monologue i've ever seen in recent memory on film and it's one shot and it's just her and oh. she's does probably it, i'm sure on paper it's like 6 or 7 pages of monologue like it's wow and it's amazing and it's so because she's just giving testimony of what he, of what fred waterford did and then you're going like Oh wow. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That happened too. Like you almost like, she almost recaps the series to you. And then you're also like, and then don't forget that. And then she does say it and you're like, well, don't forget that. And then, yeah, so it's just, it's great.
0: We're at it's vindication road for season four. Cause it's not only her, but like the um, everybody who's involved gets some sort of,
1: redemption
3: change, kind of
0: thing, change yeah. redemption closure and they all kind of start like it's it's everybody who's been watching since season four martin like i i know i removed you from our hbo account i just was like <laughs> something so i'm gonna t- you can go back on now but it, 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 are you
4: interested in watching it at all i'm actually on season two i had nice. to take a break just because it's like it, it's hard to watch yeah. it, it is it's good yeah. but it's really hard to watch as a binge show I'm gonna go back into it because i know season four just dropped but i mean i enjoyed it it was just like watching it yeah. just it was just on my like gripping my chair the whole time just like yeah. white knuckling it throughout the whole thing but it's very well done the act I, everything you guys said is true the acting is really well done um but yeah this show is just it's not something that i can i can watch continuously like i have oh, to continue, yeah. but i'm probably gonna get back into it soon
2: i found that like my cap if i watched more than two and a half episodes a day i was like uh, and then Aaron was like, I'm having, like, really rage dreams, and I'm like, yeah. yeah, me too, kind of, but I'm like, but my rage dreams have, like, really good plots, so it's kind of like, <laughs> I gotta hard keep hard to... where it goes. Yeah.
3: yeah. I
4: gotta wake up
0: and write this shit down,
4: yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, gotta... I'm glad this season is getting like you guys said this is a vindication season right so i'm glad like you're the one thing that i do like about shows and movies is like when characters are shitty and they get their comeuppance that's what i love to see
3: yeah
4: that's why a show like i'm glad this show is doing because like a show that i wish that happened to was like game of thrones like i want mm-hmm. the comeuppance in game of thrones and everything that happened at the end of that was so unsatisfying so if yeah. this show's doing dynamic. that I'm, <laughs> yeah it was just like what that i waited eight seasons for for that
3: mm-hmm. like
4: that was so brutal and then like that's why i'm glad for this one i'm i'm because the sh- the, like, a lot of the characters are pretty shitty. Like, mm-hmm. you're just like, I just can't wait till they get yeah. what's coming to them. And if yeah. that's coming up, like I'm more excited to get back into it and watch it again.
2: Well, and I like how they've made the characters have arcs, positive and negative. So it's like, you see the good, weirdly, you'll see good in Serena or good in Aunt Lydia or weird kindness that is like sandwiched between horror and then it's like i was saying to aaron actually the other day when we were watching it's like it's just such interesting writing because they're really they're not being like this is the bad guy and this is the good guy mm-hmm. it's like even june has to be bad sometimes to and then and then it's like this whole debate it's like oh it just throws you off all over the place because you're going like yeah i guess sometimes you do have to be brutal because that's what nature is
0: she's right about yeah. that because they do play in season four with the choices that june makes mm-hmm. save people and the mm-hmm. pressure that she's under And she is forced to make some seriously dark decisions, but they ultimately have some sort of good in them. Mm -hmm. But Lauren's right. right. Like she has to break bad to solve a problem because you're fighting, you're fighting this totalitarian religious sect of people who just don't get it. Like they're just absolutely atrocious dicks. Even to the point where like Serena now has a chance. I don't want to tell you, I don't want to ruin too much for Martin and you guys, but like she has a chance at, whatever, but she still goes low and goes back to her, like, original. And it, you're just like you – like, how have you not realized at this point that mm-hmm. you're just like June? Mm-hmm. You're just like June.
1: Well, and I, I like <laughs> shows like this because it's a complete study of human behavior, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like like what you were saying, Lauren, like the, the nature. Like the nature and how if your uh, environment changes, how that changes you completely, right? And this whole – society does a riv like i i know a little bit about the show but it's like society has done a complete reverse right and it's like um and what i like about that too is that when you guys were saying the negative and the positive and even like it's not clean cut like these are the bad guys these are the good guys what i love about that is that's so human because it's perspective because people are always put in situations where from a perspective it's seen as a really bad thing But if you see it from a different perspective, it's like survival. So it's not a bad or good thing. It's like they did what Mm -hmm. they had to, you know what I mean? So I just like that it makes you think so much. And the fact that you guys are telling me that you've had to stop watching it because it's like not an easy watch. To me, it's just like that is it's just one of those shows where I don't know who the talent, like who the collective team is. But everybody is on this project that needs to be because it's perfectly done you know, and like clearly well, Margaret
0: Atwood. <laughs> oh, yeah. so there you go. Right. She's yeah. A, she's like... exec producing. Oh, so, so that's her, unreal. Yeah. Her baby is a book. Yeah. they so were like, maybe Lauren I correct, love
1: that they did that.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> season one is book. Season two, three and four are not book,
2: no, or- <laughs> but she was consulted on. She apparently Margaret, I don't know if this is true. And maybe somebody out there knows this, but I heard that Margaret Atwood did write or begin to write a sequel to Handmaid's Tale like the book in the eighties. And I don't know if it ever, or if it just came out as like a short story or something, but it just kind of circulated. it came
0: out. Yeah, it
2: did. Yeah. And so, and then, so this is kind of going beyond that, but I think it's neat too, because Elizabeth Moss directs, at least that I've seen three of the episodes this season. Oh,
1: that's awesome.
2: So it's really cool. And, and even like what you're talking about, the perspective, I started watching this before I became a mother, and then I watched it after, and that in itself, Watching it, and even Aaron, like as a parent, like you're watching this and you're going, I like, like, even Aaron, while we've seen there, I'm like, if this happened and we got separated, I want you to know that I would kill people (laughs) to get Emmy back, like I would, yeah, I absolutely would. If I had to, if it got to that point to get my daughter back and to protect her from that situation, it probably would happen. So, you just have to know that about me. (laughs) And he's (laughs) like, Yeah, I do, I do, and I would do the same thing. And it's like, I'm not a murderer, I am not a violent person in any way, but there is like stakes. That they put it out there where you're like if your child is that is death like it is if there's just no
1: like, so the show like challenges you right it does it, it really, oh it that's awesome
2: it's super challenging and it's stressful uh, which is why i had to, like, even talking about it i can feel myself being like Ooh, i gotta take a break okay
0: all right which is a perfect time there you How- go segue <laughs> uh in tradition with the show as much as mm-hmm. there's some other things that like oh uh, oh uh, like i'm getting a little teary-eyed because i know there's a scene that we've both seen and it just oh fine yeah when they meet when husband and wife meet again
2: mm-hmm. and
0: she apologizes i know i broke right down me too i was like that is the last thing you need to do right now i'm mm-hmm. it's uh anyways can't. but i
2: would understand i would feel the same way and right
0: yeah because yeah. now you're with yeah uh, yeah yeah
2: mm-hmm.
0: I know. 40-year-old <laughs> bitch. I love it. Um, okay, so. I gotta watch this. How many white bonnets out of 10?
2: Ooh. Of this season or the whole this series?
0: Season, this season so far.
2: Uh, yeah, I would say it's probably eight.
0: Eight, eight. Bonnets. <laughs> eight bonnets.
2: Eight bonnets. and a half. Nice. And one eye patch. <laughs> one eye
0: go. patch. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing Charles you get that one day that'll make you laugh like two months from now
1: I was gonna say I don't care how long it takes I'm gonna message you guys at like four o'clock in the morning and be like ah I get it (laughs) yeah
0: well there you go ladies and gentlemen you have a bunch of new shit to check out and we all do too i mean martin's got this like i'm i'm gonna go watch this after i'm gonna go clean yeah. my garage and i'm gonna these go check out great. these are all great picks yeah. this week. i i keep saying it he deserves it all my love of animation is due to martin he keeps selling me on shit each week i keep checking it out and the next thing you know that's all like my <laughs> my algorithm martin because i watched castlevania is like everything that looks like castlevania on yeah. the, it's great. Like I just go, Oh, new animated show. Oh, new animated show. And it's every, like every one of them look the same. They look like that nineties animation, which is perfect. So uh, without further ado, the reason we all gathered on this lovely afternoon is to debate for you, ladies and gentlemen. So Martin, you want to help me out with this one? Wherever I forget
4: to fit in, you will. You've, you've got a pretty good explanation, but yeah, if I'll chime in, if there's anything that's missing, I should just start reading from my phone like yeah I, like that what you explained on the phone was fine <laughs> like that was a good explanation of what the topic was this week
0: no i always try to wing this shit because i'm like yeah i'm a pro i work a sales job 40 hours a week but i'm a pro <laughs> at winging shit so uh let me just bring it up here uh, so me and martin as always gather in a chat room and go what are we going to debate this week what are we going to debate this week and martin usually comes up with the have we done this have we done that and then i go no and then that's how it starts nice. so martin asked have we done theme parks I said no we haven't done theme parks yet because there's like 70 that are written down that i don't even know anymore yeah, so like i just good. go back to the list and i'm like oh we came up with that idea yeah let's do that so no we didn't do theme parks so the easiest way to do theme parks is to obviously make a fucking theme park inspired by one of your favorite tv shows or movies right and that's literally what universal studios is that's what galaxy's edge mm-hmm. is that's what disney like it's all like the star wars ride in disneyland is like they, they should just have a full fu- or no, it's Universal Studios, if we're being accurate. But it's taking that and amplifying it mm-hmm. and making everything about it. So that is what we are debating for you this week, ladies and gentlemen. So if you like roller coasters, if you like big turkey legs, if you like <laughs> losing your child and trying to find it in a melee of 100,000 people, then this one's for you. Uh, here's the rules. All right. So I started off with a little bit of a blurb here. It says, Disneyland and Six Flags can't have all the fun. Inspired by movies like Adventureland with uh, Ryan Reynolds is the only one I can remember. Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg, Ryan Reynolds, and what's her face from Twilight? Kristen. Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart. Thank you, Wikipedia. (laughs) At least we look like we know what we're talking about. Uh, And theme parks (laughs) around the world, we decided to make the perfect one and figure out which one will kill the least amount of children. (laughs) And I know how to bypass that just by making a park not for children so that's how i i I made sure i was like nope 18 and older actually i think you might have to be 25 for mine so uh pick a tv show or a movie build a theme park around it everything you can pull from for the theme the story the characters and the canon can come from your pick you must include one ride one experience one midway one open venue slash concert right like Mm -hmm. at the red river x or something where like i don't know like three days grace is performing on the stage or something yeah 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 (laughs) right <laughs> three race. <laughs> I don't know. Like some band that hasn't yeah. seen the fucking. Our Lady
1: Peace.
2: Why was it always three? Like there was three doors down. Three yeah. days. We like what's with <laughs> it? I don't get it. And there's always a five piece band. I don't understand.
0: Yeah, if you're going to stick with your name, bass, drums, guitar, don't be seven pieces in a three. It's just fucking everybody up. Yeah. Call Lauren. Thanks. So uh build it using everything you can from your experience already at said theme park. And may the best engineered rides and fun win. So, Lauren, I always go first to get it out of the way because I usually fuck something up or forget
3: <laughs> So it's easy
0: just to get me out of the way, and then we run the rest of the show where you guys entertain everybody. So uh, I will bring up my notes here. Let's go to my, my Google Drive. And, uh, yeah, it's easier to read than it is to actually look into the camera. So I'm, I'm not looking at any of you guys anymore. <laughs> I'm done staring you in the face and talking to you like a proper adult. Fair enough. All right. So as of this morning, we finally came up with the name of my park. So first off, What's it's insp- What is it inspired by? This one took a minute because I was actually thinking theme park
3: mm-hmm. and I'm always
0: in like some sort of competition with Martin because Martin goes hard in the paint and comes up with these really great ideas. So I was like, this one I know is going to be like, we're going to have some tit for tat. So we'll see where, if I can, I, I always just try to charm him. <laughs> <laughs> I try to charm him into my. Like, I'm always like, "Would Martin come to this park? Would Martin like this day? Like that's my that's my inspiration." So, uh,
4: first of all, <laughs> it's, great. it's not hard to please me. I'm a very I'm a man oh, of love- simple taste. I love donuts and tacos. That's, those are if you got those in your park, I'm going to it.
0: <laughs> Fortunately, there's no food, but there is two food. There's two menus on the item. But all right, so first of all, my park is inspired by the classic. Nietzsche del Toro, Johnny Depp movie, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, directed by the fantastic Terry Gillum. Uh, a little backstory, that's actually Johnny Depp moved in with Hunter S. Thompson to shave his head and get incredibly fucked up for a couple of weeks. And so that's how they kind of got to know each other, and then that's how Johnny Depp developed his character of Raoul Duke. So, first of all, the entrance to the park is going We need an entrance. You can't get into the park mm-hmm. without it, right? So, fuck like your ticket gate. do you remember the carousel that they try to get off of from doing Ether? Yeah so that's the entrance to the park <laughs> so you pay but the ride has been like padded up so all you, it, it, and it's going like three times fast <laughs> so you get a little dizzy you get a little spinny kind of like you're on ether <laughs> and you have to migrate your way through this carousel <laughs> to get into the park all right um it's based on like i said ral duke could not get in after due i believe sniffing too much ether So with the movie and the padded spin environment, which goes just a little too fast, you can't get into the park until you get off the carousel. Our food will be what fucking food? The only thing I saw in the movie were grapefruits and ketchup packets. (laughs) That's the only two food items I saw in the entire. And that was in the party scene in the hotel. So uh, we're going to have boxed grapefruit juice and packets of ketchup. All right. Now, I, I can already tell you guys are looking at me. Where are we going with this? Why is this park so shitty all of a sudden? It's inspired theme is a adult theme park for your weekend drug pleasure. Okay. (laughs) If you want to get fucked up, if you want to get off the rails, so to speak, for a weekend of fun. Well, you're going to get on the rails, Mike, not (laughs) on. Sorry. Yeah, you're right.
1: Get on the (laughs) rails.
0: So (laughs) that's why we have a very dingy park. Mm -hmm. Its design is actually built on the old destructed Riviera Hotel. And by built, I mean they took parts of the hotel and built the theme park out <laughs> of it. Because we really didn't have a fucking budget. Uh, park staff will be all the background characters. Dressed up. Mm-hmm. So you'll have um, the old man and the wife who are screaming at the hotel clerk. Yeah, They'll yeah, just yeah. be screaming at people throughout the park. Uh, <laughs> you'll have the guy doing the drug conference, handing out fake joints. Right, right. right. Lacerda. The, uh, the cameraman that they get no fight, he'll be taking pictures for five bucks of people. These will be the, you will be in fear and loathing land. Otherwise known as fucking bat country. That is the title of the park. Now, every park has rides and they have lineups, right? Rides can sometimes take up to three fucking hours. So before we get into the bulk of this, I just want to let you know that while you're waiting to experience anything in my park, when you get in, you get a drug case. And there's secret parts around the park that have little vials of Coke, little vials of LSD. And you get to go and collect your own suitcase of pleasure to spend at fucking backcountry. So you put one friend in line and then you go, OK, go find that vial of Coke. And then you get a stamp. And then at the end of it, you get a prize. I don't know what the prize is, but you get a prize. For, <laughs> for coke. The prize is getting fucked up. That's my prize. Right, it's more Coke. So that's, that's the lay of the land for everything. That's what you're going to experience right now. The ride has been titled Raul and Gonzo zipper express extreme. So I took the zipper (laughs) and I've created a 4k immersive experience. Uh, This is not your mom's nipper, zip nipper, zipper. (laughs) Uh, Instead of just putting you in a cage and flipping you around, we've added 4k video screens to create a four dimensional ride that plays the soundtrack from the movie which is fucking epic and goes through a list of multimedia rushes of scents like an old casino sounds like what a woman fucking a polar bear really sounds like and images from the movie. So as you flip, you might have a scent of old cigarette smell and casino come at you. Right. And then Raul Duke fucking with you. Now you can be high if you want on this ride. If you've already gone and found the vial of cocaine and it's in your drug case, feel free to come on this ride and get fucked up. Uh, uh, you won't know what ends up. Uh, and if you <laughs> this is my catchphrase for the ride. you won't know what end is up or if you want from a kiss from Gary Busey at the end. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: uh, my experience is called it's a mad, mad mescaline world hotel room experience. Two hundred dollars gets you a six hour timeline. Micro of acid or mushrooms dosed out in a cocktail a mock-up of the actual hotel room at the end of the movie will be set up for you you have from the time that you start peeking till the end of your experience to trash the hotel room to your delight a video camera will be set up to record your experience for a keepsake As I mentioned, this park is 18 and older, cause, and you have to sign a waiver. You can't get away with this shit without signing a waiver, ladies and gentlemen. And then cooling fans and hammocks will be provided for a cool-down session mm-hmm. once you are out. Oh, God. Your drug of choice, whatever you prefer, will have a litany of things for you to pick from. Again, waiver must be signed. We're not in the business of creating overdoses. We're just overdosing on fun. Uh, lastly, or no, thirdly, we have my midway game. This is to honor Lucy. Do we all remember Lucy? Yeah. Lucy was the fan of Barbara Streisand? Oh, right, yeah so uh i have come up with a game it's based on the uh dart balloon system where you throw a dart and it's it's called jesus or barbara streisand <laughs> because she was a jesus freak and loved barbara streisand yeah, yeah. so uh let's see if i can get this right it's the balloon pop game a throwback to Ireland of the carnies of yesteryears you're given 10 darts there's 10 balloons underneath the balloons is a picture of jesus or barbara streisand <laughs> <laughs> you have to bet which one it is okay if you nail all 10 balloons and guess right you get a large prize all right minimum of five balloons have to be hit to get any prize. right but 10 balloons get you large five balloons get you small uh losers will actually have to endure a kiss from gary Busey if they bet wrong uh, winners will get a hit of acid to take home with you and your painting to trip balls over whenever you like <laughs> lastly my open venue my events my concert my thing to watch so to speak uh, is the Mint 400 360 Showdown. If we remember, Raul Duke and Gonzo were sent to Vegas to cover the Mint 400 bike race. Yeah, yeah. Now, I didn't do too much research, but there's not much work for uh, <laughs> retired uh, bike racers out there. So you know that bike dome that you can see bike guys riding in, like four at a time where they yeah, like, yeah. do flips and shit? Yeah. So I've done that. But in the middle of it, I've got maybe Johnny Depp and Raul Duke or maybe Johnny Depp is Raul Duke and Del Toro as Dr. Gonzo, or maybe it's just people dressed up as them, but they're fucking around in the middle, right? They're just creating this like air of suspense, right? So the bikes are flipping around. The cool part is this is an immersive experience. So for $350, we'll give you a bike and you can hop inside and flip around all you want. Again, must sign a waiver. (laughs)
3: Ladies and gentlemen.
0: (laughs) That is fucking bat country. That is my debate. I will give the floor to our very special guest first to give me whatever she feels, whatever notes I need to make this park work. Lauren, please tell me. You
2: think? Um, well, I just feel like one crucial thing that you're, um, going to run into is you're going to need quite the cleaning staff. If the <laughs> only food, uh, available is ketchup packets and, uh, grapefruit. so, cause that, that I, I just have this feeling, just this, deep instinct that that does not pair well with spinny fucked up rides and uh yeah hallucinogenics so you're probably gonna have to have a great park cleanup crew
0: (laughs) (laughs) like like I didn't think to include a game of dodge the puke pile
2: yeah something like that like I, I grew up in Calgary and one of the jobs that people used to get when they turned like 14 is you could be a stampede cleanup crew and you just came around with those like McDonald's brooms and like sweep stuff up I just feel like you could you could have some fun there with somebody Oh, something God.
0: no I you, I didn't even think. yeah because you know what that's a lot of like grapefruit creates a lot of stomach acid yeah so and smell,
2: and smell. Yeah. I really feel like your park might have a real distinct odor I'm
0: gonna smell like that one pukey spot in every bar in the world
2: yeah it's just sticky <laughs> like your, your shoes are just gonna be sticky all the time
0: <laughs> that's so annoying after a while, right <laughs> You're like what am I what am I continuing to step in all right fair enough I did not consider consumption be just drug consumption that's all i really considered as you can tell um but that was the only real thing i could come up with was like a drug addled theme park that was built on a decrepit old hotel because that's exactly what fear and loathing is it's a decrepit ride through an old hotel uh anything you liked about it at all would you want to go to my i would i would
2: you know who i think would really like it um coquette anthony i think he'd have a great time
4: (laughs) powdered sugar french toast
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> that <laughs> could be your food. He could be the food supplier and just have a lot of powdered sugar, <laughs> French toast, and waffles. French toast. Because then it's like, it's bread, right? So it soaks some stuff up. You might have a little Holy. longevity in your guests.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I <laughs> planned all this out, but I didn't think about retention. Like, I think when someone shows up for my experience, they're just going to be like, I need to go the fuck home.
2: <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I think there's a market for it. There'd be people who would be there. In
0: a flash. I know three of them who are on this podcast right now, and one <laughs> of them is not you. So, <laughs> yeah,
2: there
0: you go. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, I dig it. I dig it. Uh, I'll wait till the end to to retort if I have to, but I can I can take my lashings like an adult. <laughs> Martin,
4: you go next. Um. Well, I, 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 one thing I did I like. You. I, this was for you. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I'll say I, I'll start with the positives. I'll start with the positives. I like how you brought all the characters in from from the movie. Into your theme park, which is great. That gets a check mark. I like your name, Bat Country, <laughs> because that's where you're going is Bat Country. Yeah. Um, I really like the acid trip hotel ride. Uh, it kind of reminds me of those, you know, those uh, rooms you can rent where you can just destroy furniture and dishes and stuff. I exactly. think that would be fun and very therapeutic. Yeah. Um, now for, for the negatives.
3: <laughs> uh... <laughs> Positives.
4: That was a short list. First off, uh, where is this park going to open? Is it going to be in a multiverse where shit like this can be legal, where you can get a suitcase full of drugs and not get tossed in jail? Because I would like to find out where this place exists and go to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. Uh, your entrance, I, I just have to ask, Mike, do you have to have a high level of coordination to get into your park? Because that sounds like a nightmare waiting to happen. I don't think you can even get into your own park because of your Achilles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the entrance just sounds like a lawsuit waiting to happen, and I mean, you're signing a waiver, but even then, like, I, ugh, I don't know how you're gonna have enough money for lawyers for that. Um, <laughs> I, I also wanted to just, I also had the same idea with Lauren in terms of your park is your park is gonna smell a lot like vomit. Um, <laughs> just, I, there's no way around that. That's what it's gonna smell like. Um, are you just gonna have sawdust everywhere on the floor <laughs> to cover everything? Because that's that probably works, what you're like, gonna need sticky. to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I have a question for you, Mike. How do you keep people from your park from dying <laughs>
0: with, a suitcase, with a suitcase full of drugs? You just sign a waiver. I'm not responsible. <laughs> that's what I kept
4: saying waiver. You can't just say sign a waiver <laughs> and you just, that's it. So I feel like, hey, okay, I feel like your park will be open for one day, half your guests would die, and then that's the end of it. And I, I'll just say this will I go to your park yes I will be there for sure <laughs> the and I wanted to end with this Mike um do you secretly want to kiss Gary Busey because you brought that up a few times
0: <laughs> I just I was like I couldn't figure out where to put him but he's such a pivotal he's such a pivotal character when you were like whenever you talk about the movie you're like the Gary Busey kiss scene on the side of the highway while he goes for land crab is like such a pointless scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. But so funny. So I was like, how do I include Gary Busey kissing? Well, that should always be a negative. Like, if you always fuck something up or lose, you should, because no one enjoys a Gary Busey kiss. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's just, like, that's just not, that's a universally unloved thing. Gary
4: Busey enjoys a Gary Busey kiss. True. Yeah. Very true. I'm they sure. Can. I like
3: it.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I like your park, Mike. I go, I go to it. I just fear for the rest of the world because yeah. um, like, what's your capacity? Like, probably like a few thousand people. Imagine a few thousand people on acid, cocaine, oh. methamphetamines, heroin, get away from me, whatever. I like every drug on the planet. Like, it, it's just that's a nightmare waiting to happen. <laughs> so, see- if it was me and you going to this park, it would be awesome. Mm-hmm. No, we would. And I have- feel like
2: I feel like it would be legal in the state of Utah for some reason. Like, it would just be okay there.
0: you, you they always what? have weird. Florida or Utah (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. they always have weird like you know tax breaks and
0: (laughs) I would yeah I can do I I, and like funneling said drugs in like I didn't after I mean I'm throwing myself under the bus here but I didn't really think about how many drug cartels I would have Oh, you got to
4: do it locally sourced Mike locally sourced Utah drugs
0: Sorry. Okay. Oh my all right, God. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Don't go to the big guy. Don't go to the Walmart drug. You gotta go to bin. the local supplier. Local, okay,
4: I got it. Support local only. Yeah. Support, local. <laughs> support local, man. Oh yeah. Support that bathtub MDMA that, that we all love.
2: not
1: get only grown Utah,
2: you know.
4: Oh.
0: <laughs> okay. No, Martin. I will. I agree. Actually, with everything that you said, I really don't have much in the way of a retort. But of
4: of I love your park, Mike. I'll go to it with you. I'm there. Day well, one.
0: Day one. VIP after dark. Me and you. That's it. Yeah. Before- Actually, no.
4: Let's go. Let's go before it opens because I want to go before the puke. You okay. know, let's go before the puke. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. All right. All right. Lauren down. Martin down. Charles, you're. Uh, um, what, do you, what do you think of my? Yeah. Park? I mean, <laughs> honestly, like. You named it. Uh,
1: <laughs> Lauren and Martin made very good points. Um, I definitely would want to come to the park. Bottom line is, I definitely would want to come visit. I would definitely make it more so like my plan, like if it was my last day on earth, fucking going to your park because that's the place to do it.
0: My park is made um, for Make-A-Wish children.
1: <laughs> yeah, I definitely would expect to go into your park and not leave it is the idea I had. Yeah. Uh, I will like Just cozy
0: yeah. up in some sawdust. <laughs> yeah. in
1: I do love me a good briefcase of drugs. I mean, why not? Right. Like who who oh. isn't down to party? Yeah. Um, the only thing is, yeah, like I mean, the the waiver form alone is a fucking nightmare to sign. It's at least one hundred and eighty pages for sure.
0: It's your problem, not
1: mine. Uh, <laughs> so that's the only other thing. But it'd be, you know, um, the other thing too is that you're definitely gonna have ODs. It's how you're gonna hide those ODs because I don't know if I'm on acid. <laughs>
4: I'm just gonna we keep, keep signing signing just say sign a waiver. <laughs> you can't like, just say sign a waiver, that's it.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> Lauren, I think you're right. It definitely has to be in Utah because I feel like America's the only place where they're like, if they signed the waiver, they signed the yeah. waiver. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only place where that waiver fo- form is gonna fucking work for sure in your favor. Oh. Um, yeah, I'm just. I'm also just a little nervous if there's any just like junkies. Like it just attracts some
0: junkies. No, we have a we have a, a sixty point uh, verification process. <laughs> <laughs> you, you book you book months in advance. We do a back we do a personal history check. <laughs> you have to be
1: clean before you get hit. Yeah, in I, I, don't wa- I I don't
0: want I I want to be the I want to be responsible for your downfall in society. Right, I don't right. want to be helping you stay down. Like right. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking for people with a future to <laughs> throw it away in my park. <laughs>
4: I have a question, Mike. Okay, go ahead. So you're gonna leave clean, but ex- exit an addict. Yes, <laughs> That's basically the theme I'm of your park. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: any, um, anything else?
1: No, yeah, that was it. I'm. Uh, I, would <laughs> I would definitely visit your park, though, for sure.
0: I like it. I dig it. Thanks, guys. I Feel better about my park already. Our <laughs> country.
4: All right. it's a fun time for a short a small number of people like six guests max that's what i would put in your park not thousands. Six guests max they really really enjoy it
0: <laughs> my park is just turned down to a piece of property somewhere yeah. back country of vegas like in the middle
1: of the desert it's when you it's like one of those highway stops yeah those highway attractions you it's know like, where, do you know where four my miles
0: ahead <laughs> my my park is in the neon uh sign museum in las vegas that's where oh, awesome place. yeah All right. Okay. Okay. So we got, we got one down three to go. Uh, We're going to let Lauren go last as always. We give our guests the most attention and care. We give the talent, all the attention guys. (laughs) So, uh, Martin, you, you, you go second because I have been waiting for a Western town theme park to exist. And I can't wait to hear what you have in store.
4: Okay. Uh, so, I'll just start with this. The Cohen Brothers, board of just doing movies. Uh, so in 2028, near, near Del Rio, Texas, they will be opening up a new theme park uh, called Sugars Recreation and Amusement Center. Um, a theme park based on the movie, No Country for Old Men. So like Mike, this will be an adult, mainly kind of adults attraction, like mainly adults for theme park, maybe 17 plus. But if parents have kids, they can bring their kids as long as they're supervised. Um, the theme park, I think, in, in in like Coen Brothers movie, kind of, it'll be more of a thriller kind of spectrum to that side. Got it. Um, the main attraction will be a roller coaster based on the weapon the villain uses in the show. The captive bolt stunner is the name. Um, you'll be going up through that uh, tube that carries the compressed air used to fire the bolt gun in the initial descent or ascent. Um, Once you get into the chamber where the bolt is found, um, you will be launched at a downward motion into a structure that looks like a big cow's head. (laughs) (laughs) And then you'll be pulled back out. (laughs) Sorry, I I started at a very dark note. (laughs) Okay, got Um, got it. (laughs) So in one of the things that I wanted to mention while you're waiting in line for this before you go on the roller coaster, you know how they have like, you know, that you have to be this tall to ride it. So instead of that, there will be a U.S. border agent asking you questions, like he did with the uh, Josh Brolin's character, yeah, <laughs> trying to get in across from the Mexico border. Um, so you'll have a U.S. agent, uh, customs agent, giving you like harassing you before you go on the ride before <laughs> get in. Um, you fight in the war, son. Yeah. <laughs> Who makes the decision? You do. Who makes the decisions to get in? Uh, you do, sir. Uh, you do, sir. Um, I wanted to talk about <laughs> That's food. Entrance
3: to a park. <laughs> <laughs>
4: So, I wanted to talk about food uh, other than the usual, you know ca- like carnival kind of theme park foods like hot dogs and burgers. Um, one thing that I would have liked, and I think you know, if Lou did't die, he would have opened up Lou barbecue joint. Um, that'll be one of the main restaurants kind of um, food joints in the in the theme park in the park.. Um, So since the movie is set in Texas, one of the most popular foods in Texas is barbecue, which is why I picked a barbecue joint. The building itself will be modeled after the Eagle Rock Hotel, which is the second hotel uh, Josh Brolin's character stays in, like kind of like that old-timey mansion.
0: That fancy Um, one. Yeah, so
4: it'll be similar kind of – think of it this way for people from Winnipeg. It'll be similar to like 529 Wellington where the dining room will be everything in the house. So you'll have the main kitchen area, main dining room area, but you'll also have each individual room will be privatized dining rooms for guests to eat at. Um, so, and another, the one thing I was wanted to bring up was another ride that we have. Um, so before I say that, but you know how in the movie, the villain always kind of ex- appears where you least expect him? Like he's always hidden. Like yeah. he always comes up at the most weird places. So the next ride will be similar to a haunted mansion, but it'll be called Anton Sugar's house. So you'll walk through, uh, this kind of haunted <laughs> mansion and each room will be a hidden Anton, who is ready to pop out and hit you with a, uh, like a blast of compressed air like the cattle gun, just to kind of scare you. <laughs>
3: That's good.
4: Um, and in the theme park, um, yeah. you know how you have people in like the Disneyland or Universal, like they're dressed up as famous um, characters. Um, like in Disneyland, for example, you can um, take pictures with Mickey Mouse or your favorite Disney princess. Yeah. At this theme park, we'll have multiple Anton Sugars dressed up and walking around that you can take pictures with. Um, <laughs> he will randomly approach a guest and do that speech about calling the heads or tails, right? <laughs> and he'll be like, and he'll he'll be like, you'll be like, well, "What do I have to risk?" And then he's like, "Well, it's gonna be everything and nothing." And if you win, he'll give you a replica of the coin that he uses from
3: 1958.
4: Cool. <laughs> I like that. Um, and. Disneyland has a lot of, like, you know, Disneyland and other theme parks have a lot of hotels attached to them. So our hotel will be the Del Rio Regal Motel, um, which is the one they have in the movie, the first hotel kind of that Josh Brolin's character stays at, where the motel parking, motel entrance, or the entrance to each room has a parking lot, is the parking lot. Um, And just some bonus stuff, stuff that, you you know, it's not really part of the, it's part of my argument, but not really. But um, so for future future things that I, I had in mind for this park were park expansions. Cause you know, the, like stuff like Disneyland's always constantly evolving. They're always changing oh, yeah. their rides. So at Sugar's, uh, you know, amusement park, um, it won't stop at No Country for Old Men. We'll also have um, a place called Raising Arizona Child Care Center. Um... <laughs> 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 so it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's themed to more of the, um, our younger clientele, like parents bring their kids, they'll, they'll be, We'll have like rides like bumper cars, but instead of the actual, you know, classic look of bumper cars, there'll be like old Chevy and Ford's from like the 70s, late 70s, early 80s. That'll be the theme of the cars. Yep. Um, we'll also have uh, a big Lebowski expansion, very bowling kind of based kind of theme of that land. Um, we'll even have the, uh, replica of the original bowling alley from the movie, the Hollywood star lanes, um, things like that. Um. But yeah, well, I'm also thinking there'll be kind of like a Fargo kind of based Winterland expansion as well. But um, yeah, that's my argument. That's what I had for this, this theme park. Very Coen Brothers kind of movie expi- movie inspired.
0: All right, let me go first. I want to go first. I want to go first. Okay. <laughs> so uh, positives. I was sitting here almost biting my nails, hoping for fucking Christ, you would include a coin and you did. That is that is so much <laughs> for me. Because that is such a key scene to give you who Anton is and how fucking sociopathic he is. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you've got a character experience happening like Mickey Mouse and Goofy and all that shit choice. So choice. Uh, I love the universe you're building. I love the fact that yes, Universal Studios takes King Kong takes Jurassic Park takes the Simpsons takes Men in Black. The only theme park I've ever been to, which is only two years ago is still fresh in my mind. So I get, what you're doing. I, I, raising Arizona childcare.
1: Fuck, that's good. That is
0: literally one of the best marketing ideas I've ever heard because people have probably, Arizona, right? The name of the daughter. So, like, so fucking brilliant. My only fear, my only real negative, well, I, there's two, but one of them I'm just like making up because I have to. Uh, but the, the real one is I, Anton is like, that's one of, uh, what's his name? It's eluding me right now. Uh um, oh, Javier. Javier Bardem. Think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Javier Bardem. Um, easily one of his most impactful characters ever done. The PTSD that would come from that room alone though, <laughs> with him coming up behind you, blasting up, <laughs> I would never be able to have somebody blow ear in my air ever again. <laughs> like, that would just leave me too fucking wrecked. And the other thing, and only because I thought, it would be funnier not a bad thing but i thought the cow's anus would be funnier instead of the cow's mouth when you're going <laughs> in the roller coaster
4: i just but thought- that's how you're killing the cow right with the gun you kill it through that that's yes. how they use it it shoots it through the head so that's oh, no, why no. I, wanted to- I wanted to keep a bit of realism mike and you're signing a waiver for your other one you're signing a waiver <laughs> <laughs>
1: That waiver,
0: baby. Uh, that waiver, I tell
1: <laughs> you. Just
0: need a waiver. An NDA or a waiver. Everything. Fucking <laughs> <tall>. <laughs> but yeah, those are, that's, that's, yeah. I I I love the universe, though. The universe building is great because that's exactly what every theme park does. They tear down, they build, they create, they expand, right? It's Vegas playground. So delicious. Um,
4: yeah. Well, a lot of it, Mike, was was your, when you told me about the new, I haven't been to, Star, I, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, Lauren, and um, I haven't been to the new one yet. So a lot of it, a lot of this idea came from Mike telling me his experience when he went down to Disney World in Florida and went to the actual Star Wars land and told me all the cool attractions and cool things that you can see while waiting. So that's where a lot of this kind of ah, debate style came I from.
2: That. I would love to go there too. That's where we oh,
0: yeah. oh, you guys. So we'll all go. Yeah, we'll <laughs> all go. We'll
2: talk
1: you about it, Mike, because I need to go. Too. Let me help you plan it because
0: we found a tiny house community that we stayed at for four days. Oh, so it's yeah. a trailer park of tiny houses and it's where the stormtroopers stay. yeah exactly it's where yeah (laughs) no the ewoks it's ewoks Ewoks and stormtroopers don't always get this ewoks are trying to get like they eat the outfit it doesn't (laughs) it doesn't work well Uh, Lauren what do you uh, what do you think about
2: Netflix okay so I also really like the character experience of it I feel like though I don't know if anybody's ever been to Disneyland but when I was I I didn't go until I was 17 and we went with all of my my sister and my little cousins and everything so I got to kind of like live vicariously through them with the little kid thing but anyways the the character experience where they had the like sword in the stone and if you pulled the sword out of the stone then you got this like special like VIP treatment and I don't know what it was because it was always like elusive but I feel like you're year uh, when when he gets the heads or tails speech there should be and then when he breaks it down like if you're chosen then that means you get some sort of like next level thing and also i appreciate as a parent the raising arizona child (laughs) (laughs) that's great and then uh when you when you started expanding into the universe i was thinking about I don't have any critiques it just makes me think of like oh this is a good idea too um but uh but when you're talking about like the the coen brothers like universe when you could do the fargo i thought like you don't have a, i didn't hear you say if there's like a water park attachment so i thought you could have fargo that's like an opening like a giant wood chipper and then and then, and then it just blasts water out and then and then a person shoots out at the bottom like you know those big like like yeah you know like the the toilet bowl water slides where you like spin yeah, yeah, yeah. all the way down like that kind of thing everything else i
0: loved it was great thank you he's a he's a world builder that martin i I love it like you know like fucking marvel hire this motherfucker (laughs) make your movies here and help you build the universe well at the same time kevin feige we know you're listening (laughs) all right charles uh
1: i martin you killed it again man i mean uh it's uh i love it it was so good and Yeah, especially when you got to the character experience, I thought of exactly, because I know exactly what you're talking about with, like, Michael told me the stories, like, Vader will, or, like, Stormtroopers will question if you're with the Rebel Alliance to just random people and stuff, so, I love that, I think that's so good, um, yeah, I think, yeah, the only, the only negative I can think of was, fuck, that would be the most horrifying experience, to go through that horror room with fucking Anton just pumping, oh, dude, I would fucking clock whatever robotic thing <laughs> spraying the air at you or whatever. And then I would cry. <laughs> like it would destroy me. Um, but I, yeah, no, it was uh it's great. It's great. Honestly. And I, I, now I'm just like in this mindset of kind of like what Lauren was saying. I now just thinking about what, what a Cohen brothers theme park could be. I thought it'd be <laughs> interesting if like a timeout, like if people are getting too rowdy or whatnot is like, the Fargo area, and it's just like you're just in a, like a cold kind of room <laughs> to cool.
0: No, here... <laughs> and it's
1: like the timeout area. It just <laughs> here's the timeout
0: area. You have to go sit through a sales pitch. Yeah, about the, about the true coat on yeah, the car yeah. from yeah. Tracy's <laughs> character. Yeah,
3: yeah, <laughs> oh, and, that's dead uh, True coat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the lower end motel like they can have the the higher end the lower end motel is that one that uh buscemi and them stay Stormare in stay yeah, the the yeah <laughs> that's the lower end motel there like the cheaper the cheaper motel rooms yeah oh no great man you killed it absolutely like yeah it was uh i definitely would go to your park too man
0: true coat. it's all about the true coat. <laughs> <laughs> okay perfect okay so charles uh we're at the halfway point how do you feel do you feel you can top the two that you've been given so far?
1: Oh, man. Um, you guys brought your A game. I love it. I know. I brought, um, I brought a waiver. <laughs> <laughs> I love how the waiver is the game changer. I mean, you know, I wrote it for my park, too.
0: It will never work again. It's like a one time thing. <laughs> <laughs> like I if think I-
4: that's the title for the show. You must sign a waiver. You
1: <laughs> must, <laughs> sign <laughs> a waiver, <laughs> yeah. must sign a waiver.
0: Yeah. All right, Charles. Okay.
4: Lead us into this.
1: All right. Um, yeah. So, my park, uh, going with the the consistent theme. It's definitely a park for adults. I don't think there's any kind of uh, kid experience at my park. Um, I decided to base my park on Fubar, which is a good Canadian classic. So I I took it from Fubar one two, and they they made a TV show in recent years. Really? Uh, yeah. Instead of doing a third movie, they made like a TV show through Vice. Actually, uh, I guess Vice was dipping into like original programming and stuff. So <laughs> for what uh, a month? Yeah uh and one of the best things that came out of it was the food bar thing so i dipped out of all of that uh but yeah basically so the name of my park it's nothing nothing original but it gets to the point it's just food bar land you know um i know where i'm going <laughs> exactly right you know you know what you're kind of expecting um it's uh so from the minute you enter the the uh, park you are completely transported to like the bush uh in the middle of like this beautiful nice rustic kind of park so the idea i had was like birds hill park so you got to go to birds hill to get into the theme park of it kind of thing like that um what's it called uh so the parker for those who want to party and celebrate a lesser known canadian lifestyle <laughs> and really just want to fucking give her if you want to give her this park is for you yeah you wake up and you're like i fucking want to give her today then you're coming to our park for sure <laughs> uh, dina and terry are the main inspiration for your whole experience of the park uh so it's really just catered to what those guys would love and endure so we offer a lot of food and drink options but the signature things in the park is we have a signature pilsner fountains located all throughout <laughs> the park uh Pils- like like water fountains straight up yeah it's just Pilsner going uh for you uh and then we have canadian classic fried bologna kiosks so, uh, again we offer other food options but those are that's that's one of the signature ones <sighs> um the main attraction is the roller coaster experience escape the mac
0: Um, so So you and
1: your partner uh you basically are on these uh ridiculous kind of like car uh like your your coaster cart looks like a car and you're just escaping the you're escaping fort mcmurray and you're driving through the devastating wildfire and you're surviving the way that uh deaner and terry did they are survivors of the fort Mac fire so It's kind of teaching you a little bit of history, but also giving you an insane roller coaster ride at the same time. I get it. It's fast, it's unpredictable, and it's blowing spouts of fire at you. (laughs) And the tagline is, can you escape the Mac? Um, (laughs) One of the main experiences at Food Bar Land is the uh, wine blindness experience. Um, So believe it or not, wine blindness is a thing. um, And they've experienced. So think of an escape room with an extreme twist. Uh, You drank some cherry wine uh, way too early in the fermentation process, and you're blind, so you're in a pitch-black room. Uh, So you have to follow the clues and listen to Diener's uh, sonar to escape the pitch-black room of despair. So for those of you that don't know, Diener, uh, he is uh, an amazing musician, and he can hit really high notes. Yes, exactly, and he uses it as sonar. When he gets wine blind to figure out where he's going and how to get around. So uh, you get to experience that and what that would be like.
0: So hang on, hang on. Let me let me just clarify for everybody. You go into a room, yeah, you drink way too early fermented wine, yeah. you go blind, yeah, and then yeah, you yeah, scream yeah. to bounce up a wall.
1: Well, starts screaming at you and there's clues and you gotta listen. Oh and you have to navigate using that around and whatnot um okay so the idea is like we basically would give you like mountain dew and you drink mountain dew and then we would put like basically like drunk goggles and a blindfold over that essentially so you're just in a real state of being fucked up so your only real guide is listening to the audio clues you got to feel around and stuff um because if those of you that haven't seen in the show they drink cherry wine that is uh way too early in the fermentation process and they go temporarily blind and Diener gets stuck in the walls, like he gets stuck <laughs> in the foundation. So he's using sonar to navigate around because he can't see. I <laughs> uh, just thought, like, yeah, that'd be a fun uh, a fun little twist on an escape room for you. See so you in an hour. Yeah, exactly, right? Uh, an
4: so- hour, that's, that's, that's very... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's not a lot of time.
1: And the next thing is, given the circumstances, the room isn't that big. So, you know, you're going to be in there for a while, and if you get out, that's great, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> The the most popular Midway game of the whole park is it's called Double Liner. So basically what it is, is we have just a regular road with uh, your standard uh, lane dividing uh, lines on the road. And basically in the middle of the road, you have the double line, which is the no passing uh, symbol. So basically you have crushed up beer cans and you're trying to throw them. And whoever gets closest or on the double liner gets the jackpot. Nice. Uh, and you get like a probably a life subscription or like a year subscription of like Pilsner. We throw some gifts at you and whatnot. Uh, yeah. And it's called double liner. So you're trying to get it on the double liner. That's like where the jackpot is. Um, we also offer uh, so, arowana is the uh main sponsor of cannabis at the park it's a uh, drone delivery service <laughs> uh, so you basically go to the kiosk, you give them your order and a drone will find you wherever you are in the park and deliver your marijuana to you uh and that's a business that terry famously started and it's just a arowana it's a drone delivery service <laughs> for weed um so we thought what better place to test it out than in the park <laughs> Uh, and given we, we understand that given our park and given, you know, the theme of given her, uh, you know, given her, you can, uh, you can give her a little too hard or sometimes you need a break to keep giving her. So we do have uh, a nice open chill, relaxing area called the rest stop. So it's just like a nice calming open field, uh, where you can kind of just take a five and you can just, uh, get a second wind so that you can keep fucking giving her again. Uh, and then, uh, right across from the rest stop is uh the pilsner main stage uh so there we'll always have a couple acts and whatnot but every night closes off with diener and his group night seeker and they headline every night <laughs> and that's what people come for and diener gets to perform every night which is something that he lives for uh and yeah that's uh it's that's my foobar land experience
0: i love how <laughs> fucked up beyond all recognition it is <laughs> <laughs> thank you sir thank you uh okay i'll 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 go first i'll go i'll go high i'll go, I'll go with the positives uh i'd love arowana i love a good pun <laughs> so like the fact that i can have airdropped uh, concessions so to speak yeah given to me at any given point in the park instead of having to go back like you just check in, like if you would have, I would have bought a, like a, a year pass to your park. <laughs> Had you given me like a little thing that the drone can track me, oh so yeah, it knows exactly where I am in the park, so I don't have to leave my ride yeah. or leave my. my... You would be in the line. i mean, in the line and just drops yeah. down, took up, hit the ride, have a blast. Uh, I love how you combined because Diener actually has a band. Like his, he plays. Yeah, he does in real life. Yeah, he does. So I loved how you took our slogan buddy real life meets real life <laughs> so you took the fact that he has a real music career yeah the o- the one time i saw him i shotgunned a beer with him is that the pyramid at when the they pyramid. came in fuck it yeah. was that the pyramid oh, yeah. and
3: he was oh, yeah. amazing lit. amazing
0: amazing but like stepped on stage and you were just like oh like like not even had a beer in him so the yeah. the combination of your event with your music and his real life career with his movie career that's great the only thing i didn't get I would have loved to have paid some money to chop a truck in half with a chainsaw <laughs> like that's yeah i totally forgot to mention we also... and then get berated by yeah. T- uh dean or terry's girlfriend
1: yeah trish 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 like... was actually so me and claudia were discussing like head of security is trish as, like, head of security at the park kind of thing like that. Because, you know, she doesn't fuck around kind Oh, no, she doesn't so, fuck yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. No, she'd be head of security for
0: sure. But, the, yeah, everything. I mean, your park is my park without a waiver first of all. <laughs> and and second of all like it's a good old canadian fuck around have a good time yeah man. like it's very like, food bar is very canadian i think yeah. we can all agree that so like you're just the pilsner water fountain is pretty smart to play too <laughs> oh, i'm thirsty Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> like, so yeah that's my that's my take lauren Sweet. what about you
2: yeah i love it and i don't have any uh issues with it it, it just <laughs> I think I think you could have fun and have like, you know, um your restaurant. You could call it like the smoke pit if you really wanted oh, to. Yeah. Oh yeah.
3: Like, and it could yeah. be
2: like fine fine dining uh establishment within the uh you know, food okay. bar, fine dining, you know. Yeah. Um, um yeah, no, I like it. It just made me it made me think of the first time I went to the Stampede as a kid and it was just <laughs> like those dudes running around. It was that's my
0: oh, yeah. yeah. I, I i think every country has a select amount of cinema that really expresses that country well yeah and hardcore logo and Fubar, yeah i think do a very good job of canadian rock yeah
1: (laughs) yeah i think i i totally agree like i think they just nothing quite captures the canadian the dirty canadian essence yeah Mm -hmm. then those things and like really it's one of those things that you can say People from around the world, if they watch and appreciate, that's great. But nobody will appreciate more than a Canadian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like, we're all really.
0: I think we're all one case of Pilsner away from being Diner, <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> without a doubt. It's just what we're all trying to fight inside. I, don't, I never want to be Diner. Uh, I do.
2: I do think your fountain would have a froth, a foam situation. Well, <laughs> oh yes, yeah, the Pilsner, even though Pilsner is pretty watered down. But oh yeah. it, you, know, oh, you yeah. may eventually have a lot of foam. Yeah. <laughs> But that could be fun. You know, there's nothing. Wrong with the party. We'll, we'll make yeah. a phone
1: party, a random phone party, and that'll be the fun. We <laughs> uh,
0: anything else, Lauren, or should I hand it over to Martin?
2: Oh, that's awesome. That was great. Thank
0: you.
4: Martin, close this off, sir, so we can get to our special guest. Okay. Uh, really well done, Charles. Um. So you got a check mark for giver, fucking giver. So I got a check mark.
3: Um,
4: I think your food options, out of the ones you've heard so far, probably the best out of the bunch. I love the the bologna sandwiches, the fried bologna sandwiches, and the Pilsner fountains, very true to to the movie and the the, the whole food bar experience. I like your escape Fort McMurray ride. It's educational and entertainment, <laughs> entertainment which I love saying. <laughs> Arowana great yeah. name for a company i think if you're thinking of a drone weed delivery service call it that and just let's let's just let's just invest in that right now drone <laughs> weed delivery service called arowana i think that's they a great name it. for a company
1: they killed it with that they killed that that was from the tv show and they absolutely killed it with that that was my favorite thing arowana <laughs> ridiculous it's
0: so smart
1: it's so ridiculous
4: yeah <laughs> anything um else? yeah you- i just got, yeah so <clears throat> a couple things that i did want to see Uh, that you didn't mention. I wanted to see something with the reference Tron Funkin' Blows. Dude, I know. (laughs) Because that's like, that's what I think of when I, you know, think of the word foobar. was like, my last words will not be Tron Funkin' Blows. Um,
1: (laughs) Yeah. I had a rage area part of the park. It was similar uh, to kind of like the fear and loathing thing, where it was literally the people that were too rowdy. They would have an area to just destroy a bus shack and spray paint if they want Tron Funkin. That blood. would have been great. The Tron. I know. I'm like, fuck. I, so, you know. Ah, but yeah. I, I, I'm just happy that somebody knew. Yeah, that's probably one of the most <laughs> infamous lines from that whole thing. When sure. they sh- when
0: yeah. they show up at the Mac and it's like shift change at 11 o'clock at night, and they're like, "We're here to work, Tron." <laughs> <laughs> uh, Just like, what the fuck is wrong? My favorite with you is when
1: they find out about workers' comp and they're all trying to get fucking hurt. So yeah, they get workers' <laughs> comp. Anyways, Martin, thank you for appreciating that though.
4: Also, too, what I thought, one thing that you missed as well was your timeout, like your timeout area, the the serene grass. I thought what you should, what you were gonna say was. Where am I? You're in a ditch, Feral. And I think that like, yeah, that's, yeah. once again, <laughs> that's something that's serene from someone who's partied too much. I thought that was a missed opportunity ditch. for a great quote. Yeah. To-
0: uh, no, oh, have, yeah. it, like, use the Touché. ditch. Use the ditch as the calming area. Is that what you're Yeah, doing? exactly.
4: Yeah. Like, something like that. Like, it's in a, a ditch. Park.
1: I was going to use a water park section. Was that that dip, the cliff that they jump off? Yeah. Be the memorial feral park? That's where he dies.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I think your park will smell a lot like Michael's uh, puke. Yeah. It'll, it'll. The smell will be the Palomino nightclub at two a.m. That's what it'll smell. Like. Oh. <laughs> or a bottle um, depot. A bottle yeah. depot. I can see it. <laughs> <some laughs> oh yeah. I, oh yeah. Question for you, Charles? Yes. Will, will I have to sign a waiver to enter your park?
1: Yeah. So I guess I totally forgot to mention that. But yeah, you definitely got to sign a waiver. You got to sign the giver to giver, basically.
4: <laughs> See, that's a great waiver. <laughs> you got to sign the giver to giver waiver to get for, in the park. Yeah. I'll go to it. I'll sign it. I'm, I'm there. Right? I'm there. Okay. You, you should spell
2: waiver with like an apostrophe R. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> waiver. Yeah. yeah. For
1: sure. The waiver to giver. Yeah
4: the waiver to giver
1: that's it like that
0: please please just make your waiver though like please sign here and all you just have to sign is giver yeah not even your name just giver yeah
1: are you prepared to giver and it's just like giver (laughs) yeah thank you you now may enter there is that's the i am not a robot to get
0: into the park. we we don't have a merry-go-round for you it's just giver (laughs) so lauren please close us out
2: okay well um,
0: excellent do it
2: um yeah i did wayne's world and the reason i did that is because when i was like nine um my mom's friend came to visit and they were giving away either mo money or wayne's world at the gas station uh if you filled up and she got wayne's world and gave it to me and i watched it without parental supervision
0: (laughs) that's amazing and so awesome. yeah
2: I was like nine or ten and then after like four or five viewings of it then my parents watched it with me and were kind of like oh shit but <laughs> the good part is is most of the references went way over my head like, for example "swing," I just thought was a fun word um you know that kind of thing so um but I uh it kind of got me going on the path of comedy and performing and you know I still thank my mom's friend Linda for giving it to me because it was great.
0: So, Linda's the best. Shout um, out to Linda. Yeah, I had an yeah. awkward moment with cream of some young guy. How was that for you? The first time?
2: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get it, but I remember saying it, and my mom being like, "Don't ever say that again." And I'm like, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: okay.
1: Oh, okay. they're like, "Why?" And they're like, "Just don't say it."
2: Yeah, because we we had a favorite uh, Chinese restaurant in Calgary, and I was like, "Can I order cream?" And my mom was like, "Don't." <laughs>
4: So. I have a question. I have a question. Yes. yeah, so lauren, if, if if you chose Mo money, we would be seeing like a Damon Wayne's kind yes. of
2: theme
4: yeah. park idea. It was really just
2: I was like, oh, I like wayne. I like Mike myers. Because <laughs> she showed them to me, and I was like, sure, let's pick Wayne's world because I <laughs> That's why I picked it. I know it would have been a very different path in my life if i had picked my money.
0: She wish you win for best reason why. Yeah. Ever. In 100 episodes is the best reason why. Go yeah. on.
2: Thank you. Yes. Um okay, so Wayne's world there's a lot of like dumb references but you i'm i feel like i'm in good company with that and everyone will appreciate that um so the entrance i feel like i should just call it Wayne's Road. like why why mess with that like it you could get really meta and find something deep in there to name it that but i like just being Road. um so anyways you show up and it's just a giant butt that's like the entrance and then there's little there's people dressed like monkeys and they have like they're flying monkeys and they come out so it's like monkeys flying and they greet you (laughs) So they welcome you so you know that's that's the entrance part and then um every person at the ticket booth is named stacy and she just says hi wayne hi hi wayne hi that's all she says and she's got a neck brace um so that's that's how then you get in then it gets a little um so uh, i have it like all over the place so um the food would be stan makita's donuts there'd be donuts everywhere yeah. Also Gray Poupon mustard. Just there <laughs> if you need it. If you need it. Um, and then the ride, I have a few rides. I feel like Ballroom Blitz would be a great name for a ride. I don't know exactly, maybe like a like the backwards roller coaster that, could yeah. that. Yeah. But then there would be like a teacup ride, but there's they look like little Dixie cups. And then and then it's called spew into this. And so you ride those
3: <laughs>
2: up. <cups>. Uh, <laughs> oh. Fuck, you're um, thanks um and then obviously there'd be a video game place called Noah's Arcade because why not yeah. Um, I was actually talking about it with Aaron. He had an alternate name for rides, and it would just be the swings everywhere, but call it the swings, <laughs> which is also pretty great. Um, uh, what else? Oh, and then so there'd be an information hut, and it's just Alice Cooper telling you random information, <laughs> <about history. laughs> random information that's- like telling you the origins of Millewaque, you know, something like that. <laughs> Um, and then all the games that you play, the only thing you can win are gun racks because (laughs) nobody needs those and you have to, you have all these people carrying gun racks around the park. (laughs) Um, yeah. What else do I have? Oh, and then when, um, uh. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron also had them on, too, because I was like, I want to have like Crucial Taunt, which was Cassandra's band, yep. and there'd be like awesome music playing, and he's like, oh, you could call it Crucial Taunted House, which is pretty great. You have to give him that. He hates puns, oh. and that was a pretty great one. Yep. Um, there's uh, also a tour trolley that goes through the whole park called the Mirthmobile.
3: Um,
2: and then and then there's just randomly like a glove on a bottle of schlitz just waving at you and you walk by because they're reference of laverne and shirley that's really
3: um
2: and then when you go to leave the park you leave and it looks like the parking lot but then all of a sudden it's not the parking lot and then it's like and then you go to leave again and it's still the same but it's different and then it's and then you and then you're like (laughs) <laughs> so yeah and of course bohemian rhapsody would be playing on repeat in the whole <laughs> that.
0: oh. that's
2: it. that's what i got so far well done
3: <laughs> oh my
0: god so good that's zinger after zinger after zinger. <laughs> um okay i i'll 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 take and i honestly like i i was writing charles's down i was writing that down. i got nothing to write down except i wish you would have had a game called hang on guys i fell on my keys
3: oh yeah everybody crawls along
0: a lawn trying <laughs> to get like win a race for something <laughs> They win a flowbie that would have been my only
2: oh yeah flowbies my will
0: to live man there but you're you know what though you took all of the shit that counts because the shit that like this doesn't count but like you you got all of the f- fuck i love people who play this and nail it the first time it I just know, makes right? me happy because i know who i'm speaking to now yeah. <laughs> nerd fan who under like we we love that here yeah uh so yeah that's my that's my or like you know um what's what's the joke he plays with the one guy he gets on the show where he's like oh yeah
2: he's got the cute cards with the names that
0: he's yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No,
3: yeah,
0: like that 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 would have been perfect for the information booth that's my only thing and it's yeah you just went a different route but there's no negative in that route what <laughs> i'm done it, uh, unless i fell on my keys i got nothing else to say so uh, charles you go next
1: uh you absolutely killed it yeah no i definitely would go to this park i would go to this park so much <laughs> uh, the entrance fucking unreal like <laughs> unreal way to enter a park um yeah I think you killed it in terms of the references like I absolutely love spewing into this like even that's for a teacup for ride. ride I would totally go into it even as an adult man like for a teacup ride totally go into it um, the swings is unreal like that's just oh, so good uh, I thought for a character experience you could have Rob Lowe walking around the park <laughs> and then people just accusing him of or like him taking off the mask and it's actually the old man yeah.
2: uh, old just, man withers yeah
1: exactly yeah <laughs> Um, I love that all the booth ladies are called Stacy. That <laughs> killed me. And the gun rack, the gun—just people walk here out with gun racks. You can even have areas where people can put their gun racks if they have to use the restrooms and
3: stuff. <laughs> That's <laughs> um, amazing.
1: Yeah, no, Noah's arcade, of course. Like you can't have. uh You could even do at the bar. They could have those ridiculous tropical bowls. The garden. Oh, yeah that could be like one of the signature drinks because it's
0: like call
2: it call it the foxy lady <laughs> yes! there you go
1: <laughs> oh yeah oh, God. <laughs> as, as soon
0: as you order it you have to do a slow walk through the restaurant
1: <laughs> to somebody yeah. and then they videotape it. oh you could have a joke seat where somebody at random point is sitting on a seat and somebody hits a bun and they fall off the seat like garth Yeah, you just go flying off the all the bad things that happen to garth
0: can happen to you yeah. in the park <laughs>
3: no
1: it was good it was awesome it was honestly awesome and i think your park is one of the only few that a waiver's not really necessary that was a huge plus too like i don't think you need a waiver for
0: yours so. listen guys i'm just trying to be feel responsible safe. and keep my business afloat here. <laughs> yeah but i
1: feel safer at hers for sure oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so so does every
0: safety inspector
4: too so i mean
1: uh yeah no i uh, you killed it you absolutely killed it yeah it was
0: great thank you
4: martin yeah, props for being the only park that doesn't require a waiver it's the safe probably the safest park out of all the ones that were mentioned um i love stacy as the entrance the first thing you experience that flying monkeys dixie stew into this great swings the name awesome <laughs> um i love alice cooper and the information hunt just millie straight. walker um gun racks also amazing i was like is she gonna say gun racks she gonna get us? and she said it And i was like yes that's awesome <laughs> so you checked off you checked off a lot of boxes for, for my check marks um one thing that i, I wanted to see though was a, a character experience with ed o'neill's character the donut guy especially when he has that creepy monologue with killing a man and you can see his soul evaporate let's set the scene.
2: <laughs> that'd be cool if it was like he just comes up to you and you yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that. That should he definitely should have something there. That used to actually it was the only part of the movie that actually scared me when I was a kid because I was like, I don't understand why they're so creepy. (laughs) So
0: anti movie in the middle
4: of a comedy movie, yeah, Yeah. Mm.
2: which is great. Like looking back on it, it's great. But
4: um, and yeah, that that, that's the only thing I wanted was that character experience. But I I would go to this park, and if you want me to sign a waiver, I will (laughs) sign whatever you want. (laughs) Well done.
3: Thank you. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I killed it.
4: So how do
0: you pick a winner? Well, you vote for somebody else. This is your first time, ladies and gentlemen. This is where we sit down and we go, all right, who did the best job that wasn't yourself? Can't vote for yourself. Vote for somebody else. So um, I will type in mine and Charles. Well you guys type yours into the chat group? Type it. Don't hit enter until I count that. Okay. So uh, Charles, just write it on your phone and then show it to me and I'll type it into here. Yeah. Um, I already know where I'm going with mine, so. Um, oh,
1: man, this is tough.
0: And the order will be mine will be first and Charles will be second when you look at mine, so it'll be easy to figure That's out. Um This is not, I mean, for a thing that doesn't matter but matters to my mental health, this is always tough. <laughs> I never, I don't like picking a winner unless it's me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is a tough one, man. This is a tough week.
4: Yeah, it's like it, everyone had really, really good picks this week, yeah. especially not just the theme park, but like the movies everyone picked. Great.
1: Yeah. And like bottom line is we all agree we would all visit each other's parks. Like these were all wicked parks.
0: Mine would <laughs> mine should be last. So if anything happens, yeah. just, <laughs>
4: want to go yeah. through, like, we can die out. at Michael's.
0: <laughs> well, I, I did think I did think about if you did die at mine, we would send you off into space like Hunter S. Thompson was <laughs> at his funeral where he was putting a rocket and launched into the air so yeah, yeah, i yeah. mean like and you know for cost right because it's in vegas you can do anything in vegas for a price so, uh,
1: okay. yeah.
0: Yeah. so, all right. so i got mine
1: it's tough man
0: all right everybody on the count of three one two three wow that's it ladies and gentlemen that's- <laughs> Again, wins it. Lauren, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Thank
2: you. Thank you. <laughs>
0: uh, don't put this on a resume, it won't count for shit. Uh never know. Share it with Aaron because everybody else won't understand it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, first, first question. Um, did you have fun putting this together? Because we obviously enjoy doing this week after week, but how was your experience trying to figure this out? That's what we're curious about here.
2: no anyway, it was great because I was saying, like, yeah, I think I'm, I was telling Aaron. I'm like, Yeah, I think I'm gonna pick. Wayne's World and I was like great we should watch that again and I'm like yeah it's been a while since I've watched it but I didn't need to because <laughs> I know it so well so it's fun to just like relive like I I did I went to, I even went through a phase where I wore a black t-shirt and a black hat and I did this a lot and Hell
3: yeah. like, <laughs> it
2: was it was big I I had a crush on Mike Myers without realizing I had a crush on Mike Myers like I would have ran away with him that was my first teen like pre-teen crush was Mike Myers all my friends like Devin Sawa and JTT not me mike
0: myers jonathan taylor thomas jtt Mm -hmm. JTT, yeah man i did
1: like him too i'm not gonna lie i wrote him i felt i got jtt after wild america i saw wild america and i was like all right i get this hype with this kid now
0: yeah i never saw it i was like home improvement man all right yeah but yeah
1: no i agree with the mike myers though too like austin powers i think austin Mm -hmm. powers and wayne's world for our generation those are like Two pivotal characters, I would say. Yeah,
2: and and so I married an ex murderer also. Oh, without a doubt. I'd say it's
0: the underrated man. movie for sure. Whoa, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, Aaron, we asked you to come on, and thank you so much for saying yes, but I also wanted before Lauren,
4: not Aaron.
2: That's okay, all people right. do it all the time. <laughs> We have we have uh, androgynous names.
1: So. Yeah, he indulged in his park before we got <laughs> started.
0: So. <laughs> Sorry, I've
3: been digging into my suitcase. He found his suitcase. Now. Method,
0: brought, method I, theme park. Yeah, so. exactly. But uh, Aaron, like like we again, talked again, Lauren, like, Lauren, <laughs> not Aaron. No, I said I again. Aaron mentioned that you oh, were uh, uh, the one okay. we wanted to talk right. to, and after fucking, let me finish my sentence, you fuckers. <laughs> 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 like his his <laughs> lawyers. Aaron mentioned that we wish we should talk to you and and after reviewing you ladies and gentlemen first of all you should know that Aaron, uh, Lauren not Aaron is a very <laughs> very talented actor and has been working in a lot of stuff that gets filmed here and as well as filmed in Toronto uh so I want to start with what gave you the acting bug Aaron what was what was Lauren Lauren. <laughs> Lauren what gave you the acting bug answer it before I fuck this up again
2: um I I think it was just watching shows and I liked I remember watching shows and being like oh that cop looks fun and it's like I don't want to be a cop I want to play a cop or
3: hmm.
2: you know and then also just the like I had a lot of like kind of asshole not a lot I should say I had a few at ad- asshole teachers and guidance counselors who were like you know you're never going to amount to anything if you don't get serious about your academics and there was just something <laughs> I- fun about like kind of sticking it to them and then being good and then booking things and then you know running going home to Calgary and like I, I think the first thing I ever did that lots of people saw was like a commercial when I was like 22 I think and it played nationally and I went home to Calgary and I ran into some teachers and they were like I saw your commercial that's fantastic and you're like thank you and it and it is nice that you appreciate it now yeah. except for when my you know you're growing up and you just want someone to support your ideas and then they're telling you they're wrong so yeah it was it was nice but yeah I I went off on a tangent there um I think it was just I liked making my family laugh and I liked making people I just like being characters and being silly and I love people I love people watching and I love that so being able to play other people has always been very appealing to me
0: (laughs) you've done like I I can't even list out like you've got a a really great IMDB page so I'm we'll start with what was the first gig that you remember booking that you were like okay like this is like I, I'm sure all of them matter because it's the first but mm-hmm. point I guess where you're like okay I'm not just trying I'm actually doing this so what was that role and any sort of anecdote to that story
2: um well it was really surprising because I lived in Vancouver I'm from Calgary I lived in Toronto lived in Vancouver both of those all of those places I didn't really book a ton of stuff like it would be little commercials here or there or like a an assistant in a Hallmark movie or something and then and then Aaron and I moved back to Winnipeg because we were just we were making no money in Vancouver so we moved here and then once I moved here and everyone's like Winnipeg there's no acting in Winnipeg and it's how wrong they were Okay. <laughs> and, and there's so much stuff shooting here I don't really do comedies here which is fun I'm in a lot of thrillers and I I just uh wrapped this past christmas on um the sequel to the orphan and i have a a, a nice little role in that so it's nice you know no spoilers i'm not telling anything but um but yeah like i don't know what role it was i think when i booked on fractured on netflix i wasn't that one was really nice because i wasn't expecting to because i had just had my daughter she was like two months old i booked on that and then i kind of was like well i can do this but I need this and this and this because I have a baby that I'm nursing and and they were like yeah for sure and everyone was so nice and really
3: nice
2: yeah and it just and you're with these like incredible actors like like you know Sam Sam Worthington was really great but like Stephen Toblowski who is Ned in Groundhog Day I have a scene where I have to like protect him and it's just like
0: (laughs) (laughs) wow yeah like, get what's, between- that like cool. what's that like seeing somebody who is so so pivotal in in a comedy that i'm sure you loved growing up
2: yes absolutely and then,
0: and then your job like not not just acting with them and playing with them but like now you're protecting the person who you admired not just in a, in a pivotal in a scene where you're both kind of doing some heavy lifting you're the one who's who's carrying along like what's that like for you
2: it's it's really cool like it's it's interesting because in in the moment you're like i need to not I need to not look like the little kid that I feel like right now I need to really focus and put my shit aside and just do my work and know my lines and and pay attention to everything and I think I think a lot of times people you get in your head and you don't but it it actually makes your job easier when you're on set it's like pay attention to what everyone else's lines are where they are standing what they are doing pay attention to where the cameras are moving pay attention to what the director is saying and you know I'm not saying like eavesdrop but I'm just saying like pay attention to those things watch where they put marks watch where people's pacing is where they say their line while they're walking like it it sounds it sounds kind of boring but the mechanics of it make it so much easier for you and then and then once you're focusing all that you kind of forget that you're in a movie like I did it I did a movie with Judith Light who you know is Angela Powers on on Who's the Boss and she's the nicest lady and I had the scene where I had to like be like scared of her and like really nervous. And I love playing nervous characters when you're with bigger stars because then you're like, okay, cool. I can actually just be really nervous. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually really great. And so, yeah, like you're just looking at her and they couldn't, and most of the time they're just normal. I would say nine times out of 10, they're normal, great people. And they just kind of, but I did have like a weird thing because as a kid, I watched Now and Then all the time. I love that with like Christina Ricci and yeah. Devin Sawa.
3: Classic. And I was in a
2: movie with Christina Ricci and a movie with Devin Sawa and I met them both. And my like 13-year-old brain was like, <laughs> 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 it was just, and they're equally lovely people. They they have their own kids. Like they're, you know what I mean? Like not together, but like <laughs> they have kids and like, they're just normal people and they want to they do a good job too. And I think, yeah, I think it's just, it's one of those things where, I, I can't think off the top. Like everyone's like, who's the worst person for work? Like there really isn't many because I think you have to make it not about you. Like they're not there to to entertain me or be nice to me. And if they are, bonus, great. And if they, I mean, no one's gone out of their way to be a huge douche to me. <laughs> like everyone's just there to work. And hmm. and the crew here in Man- in Manitoba is insane. Like they're great. They are so good. So that that also helps because when you're on a set and you're just kind of like. Like I, I, I have a, it comes out on the 25th um, ice road with Liam Neeson and I have a tiny scene. I have a tiny role, but in the scene, I like yell at Liam Neeson and it's awesome. It blows your mind. And he's the yeah. nicest, nicest, most charming man. He is so kind and so lovely. But then like, you know, the scene happens and I just remember like finishing and be like, <laughs> and then looking in one of the <laughs> camera guys and it's just like, he's like, <laughs> and, like <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> You know, he just, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's really cool. And it's really fun. And I'm also in genres of movies that I just would never have thought I would have been in, but I love it. It's so much fun.
0: That's what, as we get to talk to everybody here in this town, they, they all say the same thing. It's the crew Mm -hmm. and, and the people. And there's just a, there's just a thing about Manitoba Hollywood that is different. Mm -hmm. And, And I honestly think it has to do with size. I think any corporation, any business, any, any idea, as soon as it gets, too big to fail so Mm -hmm. to speak is when you start to have the problems so manitoba has such a niche and wonderfully talented group of people but it's not too big right it'll Mm -hmm. never get to toronto it'll never get to vancouver size and that is what protects it because they Mm -hmm. all value it and they all want to make sure it works they'll want the work to come here because like you 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 did tales of the loop which is
2: yeah, like- a really t- a nice tiny little role too. But it was it was really cool because it's the the director. He was very meticulous about what he wanted. Like even like there's a scene, part of the scene where there's music playing on a radio, and I'm like I'm giving this. Uh, not spoiler alert, but there's someone who's in like a coma and I play a nurse and I'm giving him like a a sponge bath on the arm, not, not a x-rayed sponge bath, (laughs) but just like a a regular normal nurse sponge bath. And so I'm doing that on his arm and like the take of me putting my hand in the, in the bowl to get the soapy um, sponge out. Like he wanted that very specific and he, and like, I was like, really, this is interesting. And then when I watched it, I'm like, no, it looks great. And it's such a small, minute thing. And I love working with different people and seeing that because things you would never think about Mm -hmm. now and I and I like to write too and stuff so now I'm like okay like I see the dynamics and how that it's not just what the the words say it's also the action and and I will say words definitely matter because sometimes as an actor you'll get things where you're like no one talks like this like I don't know how I don't know how to audition with this because no one speaks that way Mm-hmm. So you do have to make it your own sometimes, but most of the time it's not like that. It's it's only a handful of times I've ever seen that, but, but yeah, but like the, 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 the specifics of just like how you grab the sponge and then like how you're, yeah, just the angles of it. It's so small, but.
0: Well, it's it. And I I've, we, we got to talk to expressions acting studio about mm-hmm. child acting and, and, and the, and the kids there and the things that we were told me and Mark about <clears throat> acting and what you're saying about paying attention and mm-hmm. being in the moment. Mm-hmm it's not so much always about waiting for your line, it's about watching the moment that creates where your line should be. And if you're not paying attention Mm -hmm. to the moment and just waiting to speak, like acting is more listening. Yes, it is. Memorizing than I ever thought. I was like, memorize your lines, show up, find your mark, do your take.
1: I think that's why with acting like a huge, the biggest element of acting is reacting. Because, yes. Right. Yes, like That's what they said too. Right. Because, like, for instance, and I'm sure, Lauren, like, you, you've experienced it when you have a scene partner, even that's not on your same energy and whatnot. It, it, it affects it, right? Like, it mm-hmm. really, it, it changes it, and especially when you're doing something like you were saying, like, yelling at Liam Neeson, right? Like, mm-hmm. that is a huge, like, you're setting a tone, and that's mm-hmm. a big part of the reaction from it, right? So, yeah,
2: and it's and it's really interesting because he's yelling at me. Right. and we did like a re we did like a rehearsal where he like slams really hard on the desk and he's got that voice and you're just yeah. like right. and like there's a part of your body that's like lauren wants to jump and go holy shit but yeah, yeah, yeah. this nurse has to be like Mm-mm. like because yeah. i'm basically this nurse not letting him get away with something right right so right. it's like i'm t- basically telling him off and then they cut and then you're <laughs> just like and it... <gasps> like, i can't believe that just happened and i didn't freak out or bark. sure
1: because it... like you're acting like you said you're working but then you're like liam neeson's
2: screaming at me. yeah you know, this and is... it's amazing Are
1: you right and you're like this is the coolest thing ever but you yeah. can't be like can
0: you do that again please
1: like okay. i love right like it's yeah that's awesome
0: i know you can't talk about ice road but i know a couple things about it but i don't want to ruin it because it's gonna be a fucking great story and yeah. It's super fucking Is it the cool. one that
1: they said it's like taken, like on, like it's like a, it's like a, a, or not taken, but it's like an adrenaline, like it's like a Liam Neeson action movie that's like set in like yeah. an Arctic setting or something
0: like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But I do have to ask one hot question okay. Does he have a special set of skills or not? Does he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm referring to Taken, I'm just being a dick.
2: Oh, yes. No, he absolutely does. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's so cool. He's just the nicest man and he's so fun and, in the makeup trailer, they were like, the, the hair lady was asking me about my daughter and then he was just doing his lines and getting his hair done. And then he was just like, oh, how old's your daughter? And then, so we started talking about it, And then he was telling about his sons who are now fully grown. And it was just like, he was just so kind and they don't have to do that. Like, right, you know, obviously any job you've ever had, it's helpful if you're kind and considerate to whoever your coworkers are. So I don't know why that wouldn't equate to the same thing, but they, they just, you know, like, it's just really, it's really cool. And sometimes I'm, I don't get starstruck very often. I might, when I look at the call sheet and have the starstruck at home and be like, holy right. crap, I'm going to meet this person today. But, um, but for the most part, yeah, they're just, they're normal people and they, they happen to be super famous and stuff. But
0: the first thing I saw you in was your conservation officer Roland Hunter Hunter.
2: Yeah, that was super awesome. fun.
0: <laughs> so me and Jimmy awesome. watched it. Cause we got to talk to Sean about, not Sean, um, the director his name's Ludwig. yeah sean linden sean linden thank you sorry mm-hmm. sean mcginnody and sean... too many sean's on this show <laughs> too many sean's too many laurens and way too many fucking errands. But uh, uh so we we saw that to to talk to sean and sean was super gracious with his time and and told us all the things what was that's a nature movie that's an out war yeah. movie so sets and cgi and everything but like that is a beautiful movie to watch first yeah. of all and uh i'm just curious what set life was like shooting in the middle of the Manitoba well, you, were you guys even in Ontario for a bit or was it just Manitoba um,
2: they did shoot I, none of my scenes were, my scenes were all like near Seven Sisters and oh, uh, oh I can't remember the name of the park right now
0: what uh, um, is out there, I'm a city boy I'm not good with Seven Sisters I'm trying to think uh, there
2: there was like Tulubi Falls Pine nearby and- yeah,
1: which, uh, Pine Point Falls is near there as
2: yeah, well there was, it was a few places and then there was a little the bit beautiful. in, um, in uh, Birds Hill as well
3: just oh nice yeah on
2: the Whoops. outskirts there but that way it was cold because it wasn't quite winter yet so it was like that wet cold oh oh so, yeah you got
1: you feel it in your bones kind yeah. of cold, yeah but it
2: added to it it made it yeah. I kind of liked it to be honest with you it was yeah you just and it was nice because Aaron was working on that too he was doing a lot of the special effects applications for the makeup <laughs> and and uh yeah so and it was it was it was yeah it was just a lot like it was It was just so much fun. And the, I mean, I don't want to spoil that ending of that movie, but that's intense and amazing. And uh, yeah, and it's funny because I like, sometimes you'll see like someone will post it up there and there's all these people being like, I do not like how they portray wolves as being so evil. And it's like <laughs> what they did to Jaws. People didn't swim in lakes and in ocean because of sharks. And they think uh, that, and you're going like, you don't know what you're talking about. Just watch the movie.
1: The wolves don't care. I don't
0: think yeah. there's any wolves out there being like, come on, we're nice. Yeah,
2: yeah exactly.
0: The wolf is allegory in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's got nothing to do with yeah. the wolf and for anybody who says that, I just I want to I want to sic a wolf on them. <laughs> like it, yes. it it all it is used is just to carry maybe 10 minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's a great bait and switch and she's right. To the the ending is the movie mm-hmm. and the scene the, the makeup that he did then is fucking fantastic. I know he's worked We well, he loved it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
2: Doug Doug designed it all but Aaron was um applying it. So yeah.
0: No, he did. They all did a very mm-hmm. fantastic job. Um, what everybody we talked to is predominantly Manitoba, because dance with who he came with, right? Look at your hometown, <laughs> and there's no reason to go any further. Like mm-hmm. Manitoba is like Manitoba is like in Atlanta where they're filming Marvel. They know about us up here. Yeah, man. The tax credit, the talent, the lo- the the local talent in every way, shape, or form. Set, actor, creative, yeah. whatever you want. Like you can make. Yeah. Like fucking Sean Penn's F- Flag Day. Just got picked up at Cans. Mm-hmm. I have a
2: teeny, 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 tiny role. I don't even think you'll see me in it. It's so, it's so small Okay, like but, but I got to spend a whole day on set with Sean Penn.
0: So what is, yeah, there you go. I, uh, uh Aaron Dole, an actual Aaron, not the one, your husband. <laughs> too many <laughs> fucking
3: rooms. <laughs> I keep telling <laughs> this, you, guys are thinking I'm forgetting shit, too many people.
0: Um, But he saw Sean uh, outside and all he, he saw a scene where I guess they were setting up and the Greens guy was like trying to do something and he just saw Sean Penn, Farmer snot, and then walk over and start cutting the branch off, and then go back to the director's (laughs) chair. And I was like, "That is 100 percent the Sean Penn I would anticipate being on set. Like, I don't fucking care. Yeah, I'll do whatever thing, whatever needs to be done. Just make the fucking movie." Is like working with Sean Penn. I mean, is like that's the he interviewed Al Chapo.
2: Yeah, he's he's a really interesting guy too. Like he's just very, like you said, he's got a very clear vision. It's like that's what he wants. Mm -hmm. and uh the dp on on it was uh danny motor yep um and they they just they seem to work really well together from what i saw like i said it was one day that i was on so i can't really speak to any (laughs) instances or anything not but but just from what i saw like it was very like this is what this is what we want this is how we're doing it and there was no that's awesome. like sometimes you're on sets where the people are like you know you could do it this way and and people are like mm, okay or they like talk through their thoughts he didn't do that it was like no this is what i want mm-hmm. and i respect that i think both ways are fine because i do i do appreciate when people are more collaborative mm-hmm. but i can understand how sometimes that eats away time too so yeah
0: well and it's it didn't like he it's his story like he helped cultivate this, mm-hmm. I don't know if he wrote it, but I know that because it's.
2: No, it's based off a real guy. Like is it okay? Guy. All right. Mm-hmm.
0: I heard it was based off the Flim Flam Man. Yes. Is yeah. it's a, the Flag Day yeah. is the movie, and it's about a con artist and his daughter.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And the fact that it got picked up at kansas is awesome. It got, I think, who bought it. I think mgm bought I think
2: mgm it. did I yeah. think.
0: well and then amazon bought it but mm-hmm. mgm bought it but getting attention at cans being yeah. filmed here like those are those are all great things um yeah. but well, hey we
1: remember we almost got last of us that was a huge uh huge uh, thing right I but the fact that we're I known and like to. you said the fact that we're known and they talk about us and they know of us it's awesome
2: mm-hmm. it's yeah well because atlanta like in georgia they have the same kind of thing where they have the tax credit yeah. similar to what Manitoba does. So yeah. that's yeah. why so much stuff is going down there. Although I heard they're trying to pull some of that because of their some of their laws that they have in terms yeah. of yes. the voting the voting
1: law that voting rights yeah. the that one was insane. And women's rights, rights and things like yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: But I don't know what if that's going to happen anytime soon. But it's maybe. hard
0: to do so. like it's you want to take a stance, but at the same time yeah. you're making you're making a thing that you've right. already started that has like it's it's just a yeah. really awkward position to be in. Mm-hmm. Um one more question before you go which is of everybody who comes on here, um, mm-hmm. what is what's Manitoba film to you? What do you love about it so much? Like you said, you were in Vancouver, you're in Toronto, and then you came here and it's like most people would think that's the backwards way to go after your dream.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of people still think that way. And mm-hmm. like I have I have friends in Toronto and Vancouver who don't even get to audition for the things that I book, which is insane to me knowing how the system works out there where it's like there's a hierarchy and your agent submits you and you put it on tape and you do all this and it's like, and I still, like we have basically two like major player casting directors here and they they kind of feel most of the stuff and then they work with the casting directors in LA and New York and all that kind of stuff. But for me, Manitoba film is everything. It's, I haven't had to have a Joe job Uh, pandemic notwithstanding but (laughs) a Joe job in years because it it's like I the the crew are great and they they care about you and they care about your family and you know about their family and there's it is it's like a it is a a big but small in comparison to other other markets family and um, I'm really very very thankful that I moved here and that uh, you know worked out for Aaron and I because we both lived in lots of places and we just wanted some semblance of family but it's afforded me like we we can have a house we can have a kid we can
3: mm-hmm.
2: and still do what we love and so it's I mean I don't want to sell it on everybody and have a whole like tidal wave of actors move here and then flood the market and <laughs> then yeah. myself out of a job but <laughs> but it is it's it's um like some of the best people I've ever met are all here and it's just really amazing
0: i love it (laughs) well lauren thank you so much for spending a couple hours with us on a lovely saturday afternoon
2: thank you Uh, for having me
0: oh fucking pleasure absolute pleasure aaron i mean (laughs) i'm just kidding Uh
3: (laughs) no
2: problem bob thanks for having me
0: (laughs) Uh, is there anything that you have coming up that you can talk about because uh, we're not the show that wants to break the most impressive news. So if you can talk about it, great. If not, we understand
2: Um, just that. uh, Yeah. June 25th ice road comes out on Netflix. Um, I don't know any release dates of anything else. Okay. And uh, (laughs) there's a bunch of stuff that's going to start shooting here in the next month or so. So, and I definitely can't talk about that, but I know lots of cool stuff's coming. So more stuff's coming out of Manitoba in the future, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. You can well, follow I, me on, on Instagram. It's me Lauren
0: Cochran. Yeah, we'll put that in everything. Everything that we do, we'll have all of your, your
2: stuff it. up on it. That's so
0: nice. uh, well again, thank you. I can't I can't say it enough. You have a standing chair now here, a sitting cool. chair yeah. at, on the show. So we would love to have you back anytime. And Okay.
2: I'd love that. Well,
0: then that. that makes us just Yeah. We're we're fucking we're, we're moving on up, boys. Yeah. <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <Woo. laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, that is that is this week's Real Debaters production for you. Yeah, Um, we have nothing. Well, the only thing we can tell you about: check out our YouTube channel. Uh, Our YouTube channel is brand new. It's got a couple of videos there. They are called Real Quicks. What is a Real Quick? It's exactly what it is. It's a five-minute take on a movie we've watched. We figured what better way to show you us than through how we talk. Uh, Anybody can do one. So if you like listening to the show and you really want to step up and let us chop it up and embarrass you a little bit, uh, we'll take one from Lauren, we'll take one from Aaron, we'll take one from (laughs) anybody waiting for you, Charles, to send one over. That's right, i got to send mine over, that's right. So you can find us at Real Debaters on YouTube. Uh, Charles, where can they find your shit?
1: Uh, You can find me on youtube.com slash cfbomb.
0: Yes. uh,
1: Or on Instagram, cfbomb as well. Pretty much just type in cfbomb on anything and i think i'm the one that comes up so. you are yeah because yeah.
0: every time i tag you there's like it's just blank Yeah, so only, it's working only cf bomb <laughs> martin anything change out in vancouver for you yet for any- comedy <laughs>
4: is coming back really yes yeah, yeah. yeah, stand up finally uh june it'll be a bunch of shows i think um mid-june to early july you're gonna start seeing more shows so i don't have anything like nothing's for sure solid yet but within the next few weeks for sure you'll start seeing more so i'll probably have stuff to plug yeah Next just the send, episodes.
0: send me all the stuff and i'll put it up so that anybody oh, yeah. in vancouver can can see your show dates and shit uh yeah so uh i think yeah you me lauren martin yeah done awesome thanks That's again fun- lauren that was great
4: thank Good you that
3: was Not great. Much
0: fun. ladies and gentlemen i have uh been playing the part of michael petro charles who have you been this week
1: i have been playing the role of charles fernandez
0: perfect uh martin who have you been this week I have been playing
4: the role of Jimmy Skinner third.
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah. You just keep multiplying. Lauren, you can be whoever you want. So if you feel. Um,
2: I'm Aaron Murky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well uh, I like that. I deserve <laughs> that. Uh, find us on realdebaters.ca, everybody. Uh, if you want to send us an email, it's realdebaters@gmail.com, at gmail.com and to follow us on our, all of our social media. It is at realdebaters and the spelling is R E E L for all of it. Uh, Watch all the movies, kids. We are gone. Bye. That was for team. (laughs)